Hey everyone, today is Wednesday, the 21st of July, 2021. This is The Gap, episode 575. I'm Luke Laurie, Job Gore is here, and Kleb is back. Uh, I think you were supposed to be here maybe last year, last week, right? And uh, things got mixed up, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I just had... Oh, it was too hard to fit it in, so uh, Job had to go it alone. Brave That's man. what she said. Yeah. Did uh, you listen to it? No, I didn't. I, li- I, <laughs> I listened to... Uh, most of it, I think. Most. All oh, right. Was it good? Did it work? Was there a podcast? Did anyone Look, on this podcast it- usually <laughs> listen to it? Nobody. Neither of us. I thought he did a valiant job. What the okay. fuck does that mean? Just a valiant <laughs> job. <laughs> That's what you say you about someone when they like, <laughs> like, kind of fucked it up. You're I like, think to- well, towards the a- end, a for effort. Towards the end, you go on a bit. Crazy, maybe like you know, talking to yourself for three straight hours, but uh, no, it's good. All right, what, yeah. what did Luke say he, before? Yeah, it's good. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Uh, well, so he he messaged me and it's said, okay. like, it'll be okay. How was it? Was it good? And I, I said, like, honestly, I didn't even listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't even because I think I was going to edit it at one stage and then. I think I just gave it to you. Like I was trying to download it or something, and it was just taking forever. So I just said, "You do it." You oh, figure talks it out. about it on the podcast about how Luke was going to edit it and everything was going to be good as a result. <laughs> yeah. And then he comes back to me. He's like, "No, I'm too busy holidaying. Fucking do it yourself." I'm like, "Alrighty, <laughs> here we go." And then anyway, later I sent it to him, and then I messaged, "Hey, is it all good?" And I wasn't asking for feedback on the quality of the podcast because I don't care <laughs> for either of your feedback on the quality of the podcast that I put out. Thank you very much. Uh, what I was inquiring about was whether or not it had actually gone up because uh, Luke has to put it up on on like for our patrons and I have no idea how to actually get it onto the website either. So, uh, yeah, outside of that, like I was just wondering if it had actually gone to the internet uh, or yeah. or not, but uh, yeah, he's like, I haven't listened to it. I'm like, well, I mean, you sort of sold yourself down the river on that one uh, because I wasn't asking about that. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it was. Um, I thought it was, you know, it was fun talking to myself. Love to do it, uh, but I'm glad to have Cleb here. We just want to wind back a little bit. Um, Joe Gilroy is here, and we've got Cleb. Makes it sound like. You don't care that I'm here, Luke, which... You're always here, though. What Even f- when no one else like, is here, you're still here. Like, <laughs> that doesn't... You can still, like, be somewhat excited. Like, I mean... I'm just saying, okay? You know, I've got feelings, okay? Anyway, uh, let's do a podcast, shall we? Oh, hang on. Have we watched any movies? Have we watched any movies? Uh, I was going to save that for the, the plugs, yes. No, because I've watched bad movies or was that last one I can't remember when we've watched Space Jam Space Jam 2 Luke have you watched Space Jam 2 I'll tell you how far behind I am I've not seen the last episode of Loki yet so no I've not I've not watched anything that has come out in the last week I cannot believe you didn't prioritise Space Jam A New Legacy I think we're doing that tonight Loki and uh, Space Jam right Uh, on the old HBO Max yeah. yeah, nice. The Max. Went, went to the uh, movies for it. What? I went to the movies for it. The cinema. I'm allowed to go the out. The cinema? Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Joby. Yeah, fucking. 
Yeah. Motherfucker. Come on. Yeah. Went to the movies, saw Space Jam, A New Legacy. Is that the? Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. It, it. Bit of a stinker. Bit of a stinker. Uh, have you, when's the to last time? Fair, when's the last time you watched the original Space Jam? Again, a long time ago. So you should yeah, revisit it's, that. To be fair, the original movie's not very good. It's, not, not, it's no. not very good. But like I was saying, and I, I've been saying this the whole time, right? Hmm. Uh, better than Uncle Drew. Have you watched Uncle Drew? <laughs> no. That is far closer to the worst film I've ever seen than either Space Jam movie. Far, far closer. Like, yeah. so much closer to being the worst movie I've ever seen that, like, comparatively, Space Jam and Space Jam 2 are identical films. Like, on the spectrum of, of shit-tasticness. Sure. And then, and you go all that way to Uncle Drew, and then you power all the way past it to The Fanatic, directed by Fred Durst and starring John Travolta. And good Lord. And Devin Sawyer, I should add. Hey, don't forget Devin Sawyer. Uh, That movie, what a fucking turd. Anyway, I just, yeah. Uh, Right, like every time everyone's like, oh, yeah. Space Jam 2, the worst film I've ever seen. I can't believe I watched it, blah, blah, blah. Like, first of all, yeah. cracks me up that these LeBron haters are, like, specifically going to the cinema to, like, <laughs> or even if they're just pirating it, right? They're still pissing away two hours of their own time just so they can, like, say that they hate, like, they watch someone they hate do something they knew they would hate. Like, it's just bananas, right? It'd be yeah. like me playing... Death Stranding director's cut without being paid a lot of money to do it, which is the only way, the only way that it will happen. Absolutely the only way that it will happen. But I will do it if someone wants to pay me a lot of money. Hint. Yeah. Uh, It's exactly like the Steam reviews where it's like 100 hours played, hated it. We were were talking about this, right? The other day, right? We were talking about this the other day uh, because that that PUBG, sorry, Player Unknown's presents uh, PUBG Battlegrounds. Um, Luke was sharing a uh, an article from PC Gamer uh, where a dude had played it for 55 hours and uh, said that revisiting it in 2021 uh, was a mistake. And he was asking for all kinds of nonsense shit, like just hit markers. And what else? Was, he wanted something else that just didn't make any sense to me. Like, just wasn't a good idea. But he was getting dunked on by Wacky Jackie and uh, for only playing for 55 hours, right? Right. But if I... Like, when Steam asks you, Steam goes... Like, when you click on the game in your list, in your recent list, right? There's Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, and it will ask. You've played this game for 1,100 hours, right? 1,110 hours in my case would you recommend it to others, right? And if I click no, yeah. that would that would lead me to write a negative Steam review. And I would click no. I would not recommend 2021's version of Player Unknowns Presents PUBG Battlegrounds to mm. to other people. I wouldn't. Because I don't think it's good. I would recommend any number of other things. And so you wind up in this situation where you're like, actually I don't know. Maybe maybe yeah. time played isn't a metric that we should be fucking 
paying all that much attention to it. Outside well, I mean, the fact that I, I think it, is- it does. You you do pay attention to it, right? Because you've. I think you've. You're more. Your criticism is more informative than the person that says they've played fifty five hours, but wants this this these other things in there. You know, like the hit markers yeah. and they want uh, respawns and that sort of thing. Where you're coming from, it saying that like the the game has evolved in a way that is no longer what the game started off as. Yeah, yeah, no, one hundred percent. But like, that's not that's not something you can derive from that number alone. You know, I, I guess mm. is what I'm trying to say. Like, you can't get that from the numerals. And so you wind up in this situation where, like, you, and it's basically the new fucking review score, right? Like, oh, well, you've barely played it at all, right? 55 hours is still a fucking ton of time to dump into something. Considering I'm, like, laughing at cunts who yeah. spend two hours watching LeBron James when they hate him. Uh, 55 hours <laughs> it's a fucking ton, right? But uh, anyway, Space Jam, yeah. It's not very good. But, I, like, I was struck by... All I could think of... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've been rewatching The Office. Like- <laughs> and uh, I cringed harder in Space Jam than I did in The Office. <laughs> what, the UK version or the US? Uh, the US version. I can't rewatch the UK version. But I no. do think that... There's one scene in particular that is more cringe-tastic than anything in the UK office or Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, it makes me want to die. It makes me want to curl up and die like a fucking spider that's been fucking we're, we're squished. The bit that's already shown off in the ads, right? With uh, How the I am- Pokey Pig. Yes, with old yeah. Porky Pig. How much of that do they show off in that trailer? The whole rap, whole rap. Really? Yeah. They show the whole. How? I'm, I'm with, fairly certain. If I'd seen that, if I'd seen that trailer, I would not have watched the film. <laughs> I would not have watched. It. I would flat out not have watched the movie because I, I would have assumed that they were trying to show the fucking best that they had to to offer and I would be like oh god no so what is in this film is worse than this no thank you that made me oh my god so so uncomfortable anyway um <clears throat> yeah other than they're, that they're, they're, it's some they sort take of a weird... lot of shots at LeBron it's funny as shit yeah um it, it's weird like because it's playing it's a kids movie but then at the same time, all the references and stuff is only like Game of Thrones, uh, Clockwork Orange, It, you know, Cast stuff like kids, kids will not understand at all. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's like they've they've not mm. really hit any balance at all. It's weird. Well, I think that like the Looney Tunes parts are supposed to be for kids. It's, it's, it's like... You know how Pixar films now are these, like, fucking, uh, these kids' movies for everyone, right? Whereas beforehand, we used to get these kids' movies that did stuff to keep the adults entertained. Like, fucking, I don't know, uh, Timon and Pumbaa dressed up like fucking 
belly dances or some shit like and you're like mm-hmm. <laughs> and kids are like oh they're wearing fruit on their head and like adults are like oh right yeah cool okay fair enough um like i i you know i'm paying attention i'm they, they've still captured my attention enough right that's sort of what's going on here is that like pixar is like oh yeah we've made inside out uh a riveting story that weaves its way through someone's mental health issues and it's also cute enough for kids to understand that can be sad sometimes and space jam's like the looney tunes basketball it's fucking air bud and fucking like bugs bunny i guess like yeah and don Cheadle's funny he keeps ripping yeah he makes a lot of jokes at LeBron's expense LeBron cops a lot of shit I thought it, yeah I thought it was pretty well well played from LeBron's part to cop that much shit because yeah they take quite a few shots at him um and also there's a there's a Chappelle show reference in it I swear to god at, at the end of the first play around the grandma whatever name is I don't know the old lady granny Granny, yeah, makes Chappelle show reference, um, which I was like, not only is that not a kids like show at all, but like it's so mini, it's like fucking nothing. It's like almost talked over. It's so weird. Like yeah, that sort of exemplified the entire film for me. Uh, not good. You should watch it. Yeah, I am. I'm planning to. Good. Excellent. I'm going to rewatch the original now. Bummer. <laughs> just, just to be yeah. even more disappointed. It pro- it's it's, it's that, that's the thing, right? It's, it's a cult film. It's not good. Like, it's not even a good cult film. It's just a cult film. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Good like, memories. Still. That's, it's, it's nostalgia, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember having fun watching it as a kid. Maybe that's who's enjoying these films as well. That's that's exactly it. The soundtrack in A New Legacy is absolutely, utterly devastated by the soundtrack in the original, uh, which is still one of the greatest fucking movie soundtracks of all time. Uh, flat out. Like, so many mm. non-stop hits, plus one song we can't listen to anymore. <laughs> Because of who sung it. Uh, <laughs> Michael Jackson? Uh, R. Kelly? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, that's movie hour. Yeah. Nice. We'll come back to that later. Let's talk about some games. Let's go. Um, there's a bunch here. We might kick things off with one that I put down. It's called Web Slingers, mm. a Spider-Man adventure. Uh, so this is something that I checked out at uh, Disneyland uh, Adventure Park in California um, over last week. It is the, um, the it's the latest ride that uh, Disneyland has going at the moment. Um, they set up the Avengers Campus um, where they had originally the Guardians of the Galaxy um, breakout tower. Uh, and since then, they've now added an entire campus. It's sort of similar to like the Star Wars area in the other park, um, where it's all themed and there's restaurants and uh, lots of merchandise that you can buy and characters walking around, talking to people and other things sort of going on. 
around that so they've got that at uh at the avengers campus they've got characters that are dressed up you can meet black panther and iron man and um black widow uh captain marvel and all sorts of things that are going on um but this new ride that they've got i think it only opened a couple of months ago it might have been this month i can't i'm not 100 percent sure anyway it's uh it's one of the two rides that you need to basically pre-book before you um show up or at least be be there while it's going on um so they've got two windows during the day uh the first window is at seven o'clock in the morning where they allocate about a like less than a quarter of the tickets um and uh basically you jump into like the disneyland app you uh you jump into the virtual queue section and you click on a button that says join queue and if you're success successful you get a um you get a boarding group number and then during the day you'll get a notification saying that your boarding group is now ready you've got an hour to to try and f fill in this ride um to jump in basically because uh they're going to be the most popular rides during the entire day so they've got um the spider-man web slingers ride and the new rises of resistance ride for the star wars um galaxy's edge as well on this virtual ticket queue thing uh we um <clears throat> we jumped on the day before we went to disneyland for two days and the day before we we jumped in for the rise of the resistance ride uh my wife jumped on the queue at seven o'clock and it said the tickets were sold out we thought it was really weird so we, as soon as we got to the park uh, we went straight over to there and spoke to the guys and they're like yeah they like in these tickets instantly sell out um and so basically you need to like be there on the dot within five seconds or these virtual queue tickets sell out um and so the first allocation is at seven o'clock in the morning second one is at 12 uh lunchtime and uh if you don't get in that allocation then you don't get to go on those rides for the entire day that's crazy and um yeah so what we ended up doing was uh setting our uh jumping onto the world clock website um my wife set a timer for exactly like two minutes before 12 o'clock um and uh started a countdown as soon as it got to five seconds started refreshing the app and basically um as like on the dot as soon as it hit 12 o'clock the screen changed and we clicked join queue and then off it went um we the first day when we did it at 12 o'clock for the rise of resistance ride there was a dude sitting next to us at the table because we were sitting down getting lunch trying to do the exact same thing and about five seconds after 12 o'clock he was like you could hear him sighing and my wife asked him like oh were you trying to get tickets he said yeah and he didn't get tickets to this thing it was it, that's how quickly these things sell out um so you have to be like on point <laughs> to do this stuff and uh and so the next day we got we jumped in at seven o'clock um did the same thing and got got the the web flingers tickets for for that day which is what i'll talk about now um but anyway I, I feel whoever designed that system i give them credit because this thing must be like a fucking you know you go to like Ticketmaster or mm. ticket tech and you try and buy a concert ticket and their website either goes down or they've gotten better the last couple of years but like you join a queue system and the, sometimes it doesn't work and anyway this is on point like you've got fucking like 
tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people at this park refreshing this this website, and the thing stays up and it works. And anyway, um, some good engineering going up there. As someone who who has you know worked on IT systems, uh, that is some hard stuff to do. Um, anyway, uh, Web Slingers: A Spider-Man Adventure is basically a uh, it's like a 3D ride that you jump into. Um, you get into like this uh this car type thing and it takes you along a bunch of tracks and as you're going along on these tracks there is a uh a screen in front of you that that pops up every once in a while so it's sort of taking you on like a like a ride um and it stops in front of a screen and you've got 3d glasses on and uh and you start this spider-man adventure um he the Spider-Man's talking to you, things are going on. Basically, these spider bots have gotten out and causing chaos. And uh, it's a video game on rails, basically. Um, you are using your hands to make Spider-Man web-slinging gestures, and you are shooting out webs to destroy these spider bots. And um, each person in your carriage has a little screen in front of them, tells them how many points they've got. Um, and also there are different colored spider bots that you can destroy and each one I guess has like a different rarity associated to them and the rarer ones are worth more points uh, depending on what color they are and so you are sitting in this this ride uh, and making these hand gestures I guess it's using like a similar technology to connect um, but it's using hand motion gesture technology and so uh it seems to work pretty well from what i could tell like it was aiming where i wanted to aim in front of the screen like you kind of you're using your hands to make these gestures and using your hand to aim at what you want to shoot at and it seemed to I'm, I'm guessing there's probably some sort of like auto aim thing going on but you get to a point where there's like hundreds of these spider bots on the screen and it seemed to be doing a pretty decent job of getting where I was sort of trying to aim at, um, which I thought was pretty impressive. But uh, yeah, basically it takes you around this this ride. You go to different screens in front of you. Things are happening as this story sort of plays out. Uh, you get to the very end and you're given a score, which is tallied amongst the, uh, the other people that are in your group. Um, and uh, it's like a daily competition. It says, hey, here is how you've ranked in the last hour. Uh, here is how have you, you've ranked in the last, uh, the, the last day and, you know, a monthly ranking as well. And so, like, it's a, it's a video game ride, basically, which I thought was uh, very unexpected. Um, and so we, it was myself, my wife, and two other ladies that were sitting with us in this um, ride thing this cart car i don't know spider-man car vehicle and um we we were ranked spider tenth for the day i think um 10th of the day or 10th for the the month or i can't remember uh but top 10 so we felt pretty good about that considering it was our first time in that thing and they had you there's the more dead weight hanging you down i, I was down. second second <laughs> second who was I first think, I, what are the random... I think she... It wasn't her first rodeo. You got um, fucking clapped, mate. <laughs> I did. But there's more. There, it's gamified like you wouldn't fucking believe... It's got pay to win in it. Uh, you can buy these web slinger um, hand device things that 
kids can stick on their arm and it like gives you extra points on the ride as you're using it uh, it's fucking nuts anyway <laughs> they've like can you 3D print it's them? like a it's like a premium like mobile pay to win thing in this 3D ride that they've got going um, I don't know what else those web slingers do other than uh, pay to win in this theme park ride I don't know if they've got any other use for them. I don't know if they actually shoot stuff. You can put cartridges in them. In them. I don't know. Um, but I thought that was super strange. I don't think that was expensive. I think they were like 10 bucks or something like that. Um, but anyway, I, I was kind of, yeah, shocked that this thing I was jumping into was a uh, fully fret, like as a, it's a video game, uh, which was interesting. Um, it's fine. <laughs> it's okay like it's not the type of thing i would go there and be like this is the what like this is the ride i need to jump on like there i think there's like the guardians ride would be up my top of my list the the uh um there's some other what's what's the guardians role- ride involved uh have you been to i think it's like the tower of terror sort of ride oh okay yeah maybe i i don't think i the, the disney it, but- tower of terror not the dream world not the gold coast yeah yeah it's basically a a i think it used to be the twilight zone or something like that but it's a re revamped sort of refurbished version of that but it's done really well like it's got all the characters in it and um a lot of these rides now that they're doing are very uh it's it's not just you jump in the ride and it's like the ride's over they've all got like briefing sections unskippable cutscenes unskippable cutscenes but it sort of adds to the (laughs) atmosphere um because like as a perfect example the star wars rise of resistance ride is a brilliant example of like having staging sections while the ride is happening but sorry before the ride even technically starts but you've got these sections in between that are sort of setting you up for what is going on and that those parts in itself uh excellently done like brilliantly done they've got like actors in there that are talking to you and and that sort of thing and i don't want to talk about the rise of resistance right at all because i think it's like if you go to disney uh that is at sort of the top of the list that and um the uh smugglers run is also good i i, I went and did two two runs of smugglers run um as well i did the 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 last time i talked about this two years back we did the piloting um this time we tried out gunner and uh engineering uh and i don't think they're uh, we did engineering i kind of sat back and took some photos while we were doing things and i think the photos turned out pretty cool, cool. um but they're basically just pressing buttons like it, it is a it's more of a like you sit down and you're in this simulator type thing and i think that's what the appeal of it is uh, i would absolutely recommend pilot for um for those for that specific ride i think there's more interactivity um but yeah so the the guardians ride rise of resistance there's some cool roller coasters they've got and uh, so and you're just not like going to tell school. us about rise of the resistance no no so we'll, in 18 we'll get to i don't want to spoil it for you guys anytime eighteen thousand yeah. years when australians are allowed to exit the country again we can what fucking dig up some archaeological records and what the fuck it might have been or We'd be like, yeah. oh, yeah, a long time ago in a country far away, uh, this was the Rise of the Resistance ride, and uh, we never found out what it did. But uh, based on these <laughs> sketchings, um, 
Based on yeah. what we know, booking tickets for it was an outstanding experience. It was extremely, <laughs> extremely complicated getting in. Uh, yeah, cool, 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 cool. No, yeah. I like the. I, I just like don't the, want to spoil it for you guys. If you, I like the pageantry you had they plans do to go. on these. I did. Yeah. I did have plans. Yes, um, the pageantry in these fucking. When we were at uh, Tokyo Disney Sea, we went on the Tower of Terror there. And uh, they had, like, this entire thing, right? Like, I think it was based on the one that they have or had uh, in uh, Orlando, um, which was, like, sort of... Uh, you're going into this temple and there's this idol and all this shit, but uh, it was entirely in Japanese and we couldn't understand anything that was going on. Uh, and we had to get these two... Japanese chicks who knew a little English to translate for us. They didn't have to do it, and we didn't ask them to do it. They just sort of volunteered to do it. But I really enhanced the experience uh, hearing them be like, oh, yeah, uh, the idol bad? And we're like, idol bad. Excellent. Just fucking chuck me in the goddamn elevator already, right? Like, that's all all that tarot. Like, the Dream World Tower of Terror is way better than the Disney Tower of Terror. Is all I'm going to say, right? Like, the fucking big fling and the proper drop, like, fucking scares the piss out of you, right? Uh, compared to compared to this fucking you're in an elevator that will, like, sort of Bounce go around. places. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Get out of here with this shit. But it, it's the, the good, like, the thing that makes that so appealing is the the theme around it and the things that like these I know I know I'm saying like I'm saying the pageantry's cool right but I'm in it for the fucking gameplay baby I'm here for the fucking games not the fucking story and shit like get the fucking I want skippable cutscenes at theme parks is what I'm saying let me skip the cutscenes at I think the Rise of Resistance one is the best one they've got. In oh, but you won't like fucking tell us about it. So what the fuck? Why do you keep bringing it up? I can tell you if you want. But Why do you keep bringing it up? Upset. Stop bringing it up. <laughs> yeah, because it, it it is. Yeah, <sighs> you just go like, holy shit. Um, anyway, Looking so that, that is the uh, Spider-Man web, web Slingers ride. Um, and there's some. they do some other... Uh, like I talked about, we talked about we were we were walking past and they had like a um, uh, an actor attached to a rope, Spider Man actor, uh, and he was doing fucking flips and all this sort of shit, and then he disappears, and they've got this fucking robot that they just launch into the sky as he's like swinging and it's it's uh, he does like a backflip and different poses and all this stuff, but it, yeah, it's a robot. You can go on YouTube and watch them like designing this thing, and it's just it's bonkers it's like a stunt robot uh that they throw into the air and it lands like somewhere else it's uh, we just happen to be walking past as this thing was going on like what is everyone looking at oh okay there's a dude out there and all of a sudden you fucking all right see you later um yeah yeets him into the sky anyway um that was disney disneyland (laughs) there's not i didn't get to play any other games over the last week (laughs) (laughs) not that you'll tell us about anyway uh cool all right, cool, 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 cool. Uh, what else is on the yeah. list then? War Tales. What the well, fuck is me. War Tales? Uh, War Tales. Uh, it was part of the um, the like Steam Game Festival of demos uh, a couple of weeks back, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't play it then because uh, I set up an interview for PAX Online, which I think is either happening now or just finished. Um, 
but then I didn't get to do the interview anyway because they didn't turn up. So, uh, ah. yeah, good times. But two excellent. out of ten, just. But don't even. The, yeah, the game. The game <laughs> is uh, like Heroes of Might and Magic type deal. Um, so you start. You uh, you campaign. You are this group of heroes. You can choose like your backstory, which made no difference to the campaign whatsoever. Uh, you just Excellent. get plonk, plonked into this world. I guess because it's early alpha, I think. Uh, early access coming out soon. Um, and then I have no idea when actual launch is, so it's your typical, you know, they're going to keep working on it. Um, dropped into this world with no objectives whatsoever in the demo. And then you just walk around until you are attacked by people or wolves or anything. It's not... They they like harp on about how it's a, it's a grounded game. Like there's no magic, there's no um, fairy tales, monsters, that sort of thing. There's no might. So, there's no magic. So there's oh there's might. Oh. Um. So yeah, any fight that you take is either against like bandits or soldiers or wolves. Was all that I saw. Um. You travel around this map uh, with your group of people. You can't split up or anything. You're just, like, one party clicking around. You can't even look around the map or, or the, the world sort of thing. Like, you can't drag the um, the thing to look around, which was annoying because I just wanted to, to see what was outside of frame, but you can't do that without walking, which costs you stamina. And then you have to camp, and after, like, three days of camping, you have to pay your soldiers, the people that are in your group, and then if you don't have enough gold to pay them, then morale goes down and they're terrible at combat and all that. Um, so, yeah, you go into the combat and it's, you know, uh, Might and Magic-y, uh, Heroes-y, where you put your plonky people at the start of the, the battle, choose where you want them to start based on um, where the baddies are so they can be you know, either on one side or they can be sort of surrounding you. So, you, you know, you pick what characters you want to face, um, the different things, the classes. you got your standard classes, your tanks and your rogues and archers and all that. Um, and then it's turn-based, but you can pick at any time you pick um, who you want to take a turn. So throughout, like, the whole round, you slowly one by one go through your characters but I can say, oh, I want the tank to go first. And then next time it's my turn again, I'll do the archer or I can take the rogue. Just depending on the scenario and what the other guys or the uh, the AI is doing. Which I like that. That, um, you know, the you're not set in any order. Um, and then when the round finishes, you start over again and, and, you know, choose what order you want to go in. Um, it's... It, it was easy mo for the most part. Like most of the the battles were pretty simple, but then there was there are some um, more story based ones that were hard. Um, at one point, I had to uh, I I got to a like a little village where there was a dude who was gonna get killed because he had stolen stuff, and so I had to go get his thieving buddies to come and save him and then 
I had to pick sides between the soldiers or the bandits who I wanted to, to you know, fight, basically. And I, yeah, ended up picking the bandits' side because why else had I helped, you know, why else did I go get them to help the dude? Um, and, yeah, the soldiers nearly cleaned me up. I had... I started with five soldiers, I think, and I left with two. And then, you know, when you only have two left, that means you pay less in wages, but Woo. your carrying capacity goes down uh, and, uh. and all of that sort of stuff. And some of the systems were tedious, like you have shields and you have armor and that sort of thing, but then you get attacked and that gets ruined. And then after the battle, you have to fix it up or you just don't have any effect from from your armor, um, yeah. which was annoying. Like you buy these uh, like scrap metal to fix it up, and you can just do that after every battle or or whenever you want to, but you run out. And so like after two battles, I was out, and then you have to find a village that or a town that sells the right things. Or um, so there's there's just a whole heap of systems, a whole heap of mechanics to sort of keep track of. Um, and I think it would be a cool game to sink a whole lot of time into, um, which I'm not, I, I don't usually go for those games these days. Um, I thought the demo was fine. I think it ends after 10 days of like, um, in game time, um, which worked out good. I, I completed like the first, uh, mission ish. Um, the closest thing to a mission anyway, you go to like a board and it says, go kill these bandits. And I did and came back and got rewards for that. And then that was my time done. So um, all in all, um, it, it, was, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it, but I don't know that I'll ever jump back into it. Yeah, what, what like... If it's always grounded, if it's always grounded, and you know these these aren't you know the fucking, isn't that sort of? I always wonder when they pitch that as their big draw. Oh, these are the you know the grit, right? Is like does that not mean you're just gonna wind up like there's there's you're fighting the same battles again and again and again and again? Yeah, because right. the variety of enemies is non-existent. And that was right. that was one of the things that I was going to ask the people at, um, about at the interview. Like, you know, how how do you then get keep people interested? Yeah. Um But I, I didn't get to do that. This guy's so. got a long sword, and the other one's got a Mace. short sword. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I guess. Yeah. Well, shit, eh? Uh... Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah. It's sort of like... I feel like that concept has been usurped in general by Mountain Blade. You know, like the roaming warband and all that kind of stuff and carrying... Like, there's something about the extra fidelity you get out of being able to control your characters at a more personal level or, you know, that one character and you've got that increasingly complex uh like company management shit in mountain blade that i just think is sort of lost 
like it, it almost feels like the might and magic system was a product of its time because we weren't able to do what mountain blade did and so this sort yeah. of especially because it's so grounded right uh, which I think is is a crutch that a Mountain Blade uses because it can't do all these different enemies and stuff. Like, yeah, it almost feels like this is just a like just watching the trailers and listening to you talk about it, a shittier version of, <laughs> or a less interesting <laughs> version of Mountain Blade. Like, why would you play this instead of Mountain Blade? Or Mountain Blade 2 or Mountain Blade fucking Warband or Mountain Blade whatever fucking expansion they're up to. I understand that people, you know, some people just don't like fucking those kind, you know, that the kind of game that Mountain Blade is and would prefer it to be a, a tactics game. Um, but I'm pretty sure there's mods for that, for Mountain Blade, you know, like... Yeah. Yeah, it just seems like there's a... There's some, like something missing here that i'm just not seeing because it sounds very much like mountain blade but just that without yeah that variety yeah without without the best bits <laughs> yeah i don't know it's all yeah. yeah see how it turns out i guess I guess. I yep. mean, you won't, right? Because you said you weren't going to go back to it. So, uh, and you haven't convinced me to check it out. Luke, you yeah. going to go back to it? See how it turns out? Uh, Unlikely. I think I'll wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Unlikely. Yeah. All uh, right. Yeah. Let's move on. Warzone. Warzone. Are you still? I have played, I just looked that up, I've played twice in the last three weeks. Um,. And but just felt I needed to bring it back up because we had a mm -hmm. uh, a great win. Um, oh yeah, the other day with the boys, the uh, formerly third person crew. Third person crew. They're always. They'll always be the third person. Yeah. Crew. <laughs> um. Yeah, we had uh full full stack four players, thirty kills. Um, thirty. Nice. Thirty kills combined. Uh, I think Frud did eleven by himself. So. Uh, Sweet. Yeah. Took the lion's share there, uh, but yeah, it was just just a fun game. Just dropped in and was were just winning fights, which I think at this stage in Warzone's life cycle just doesn't really happen um, because either you get rolled by just a crack team or there's cheaters. Yeah, um, which is generally my experience with Warzone these days. Mm. Um, but yeah, we just we ended up on. Uh, top of train station, we had two of us um, sitting top of train station with snipers and two sort of roaming down down low. Um, and the circle... The split? It, the circle helped us out. Uh, right. I think we only had to leave train station for the final circle. Um, and everyone sort of had to come towards us. So uh, we were able to just sit and, and pick people off, which is always always fun. Um, and yeah, won the game. Nice. Still up. Yeah, it was good. Cool. Uh, no, nobody died. No diebacks. No, uh, nobody had to gulag oh, out or anything. Jordan probably died a few times. No, Jordan. Yeah. Over push. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, but yeah, all four up at the end. So, uh, we'll, we'll count that. Sweet. Uh, and the final... 
final circle, how many people were left? How many people were, like, was it 4v fucking 1 or some shit? It was 4v 3v 2. Okay. Uh, which that's, that's became pretty... 4v 1v 1, and then um, they started attacking each other. So ah. we, we, we got the final kill, but uh, we well, you would we, have weren't to. able to clean up completely. <laughs> Yeah, um, I uh, yeah, I've burned out a little bit on. It's still in- installed. It's not like PUBG, which is uninstalled, yeah. uh, and it still gets updated. But um, yeah, just the they just never really did anything about the the meta problem that Warzone has, in my opinion. So I just I go to go I go to play it, and I might even like we might even jump in for a round or two in a resurgence, but. Yeah, know, you just get plapped by fucking sweaty dickheads using whatever is. You'll find out whatever the fucking meta weapon is because the first eight teams you run into will all oh, have using it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's yeah. I think a, they've just changed, like they nerfed a whole heap of weapons. Um, some sort of massive balance rework of um, a lot of the guns, which I haven't looked into at all. So, uh, but probably yeah, right. That's pretty probably cool. still the same. In that, you know, there's still a couple of weapons that are better than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, as always. And yeah, they just never do anything about the loadouts. That's why I like Resurgence, right? Because there's not really time. Loadouts. Yeah, yeah. For loadouts, yeah. Yep. Anyway, that's Apex. Apex. Question. Cool. Mark. Cool. <laughs> Apex. Right. Did you say Apex? Shut up. Apex question mark? Apex seems to be doing even worse. I don't know. I don't know. Apex <laughs> seems to be in even in an even worse place than PUBG and and uh and Warzone because uh everyone's upset that the Titanfall servers aren't working or some shit, so there's hackers who are just spamming free Titanfall or some shit. Like that's that's where Apex is at. I I don't think I want to get in to that. <laughs> realm yeah uh yeah oh. alright just, just need fucking battlefields not a fucking battle royale to come out already so we can fucking yep. play that not a battle royale yeah game. but then you'll play that and be like why the f- where's the battle royale what is this happening <laughs> where how is look I'm looting there's a circle there's <laughs> last person standing where's the battle royale in this it's not a battle royale they said uh yeah it's royale with the cheese um all right let's keep going here we've got uh hell let loose question mark oh, i was just chucking it in there in case we i felt like you know when you'd put in one game and i'd put in two uh i was like oh yeah maybe uh maybe we should chuck hell let loose in there because we don't really have a lot to fucking talk about um but then you left it in there and then you keep bringing up the question mark um <laughs> But yeah, no, still playing Hell at least. Uh, still having fun. But uh, we had we had some really fucking good games actually the other day. No, no, uh, it's, it's 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 off the list, Joe. I've already right. deleted it. All right, my bad. Uh, World of Warcraft Shadowlands. <laughs> now we can talk about the fact that I own Hell at Loose now. Nice. Yeah. It's happening. It's We're going. We can when? fucking do this. <laughs> right in time for Battlefield to come out. <laughs> like, Battlefield's ages away. When's that? Like October? Ages away. It's like oh, fucking four. Come on, they'll do, they'll do a beta. There'll be a beta. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two months from now. 
But the full release of uh, Hell Let Loose is next week. And they're including yeah. mm-hmm. in, introducing Stalingrad and the Soviet um, Soviet forces. Hey, Cleb. Yeah. Does the name Kvizzling mean anything to you? Oh, yeah. Uh, Is that like Super Trader? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so he he was the guy who, uh, when Hitler invaded Norway during the Second World War, um, he basically took over and uh, and ran Norway like as the uh, de facto prime minister and was on the side of the Germans. So uh, his, yeah, his name right. is means trader now, right? Yeah, yeah, because that's that's what they were saying in this. Uh, I'm listening. To, I'm still going through the rise and fall of the Third Reich. I have been for the last I don't know fucking seven months, uh, and I've just reached 1939, yeah. uh, which is the start of the fucking <laughs> war, um, and and the guys like. Uh, and then, uh, and then, with Norway comes Quisling, a man whose name is synonymous with the word traitor. I'm like, I have never heard. <laughs> I've never heard this term before to mean traitor. Uh, it's just not something I'm familiar with. Because uh, when I think about it right, it's Benedict Arnold, right? Uh, yeah. Is the classic traitor... Uh, analog, right? Uh, I can't think of any other uh, more like more Judas. prominent. Judas, I suppose. No? I suppose if we're if we're diving into mythology, yeah, we could we could <laughs> go with Judas. Um, but uh, yeah, Benedict Arnold was, was the one that I, I was, and I'm not, you know, obviously I'm not American, but obviously through popular culture, it's uh, it's come to bear a number of times but uh yeah Kvizzling yeah he was like synonymous with Trader I'm like never fucking heard it before uh and he's like he basically sold all of Norway out I'm like yeah. alright I'm gonna ask Cleb I'm gonna fucking ask Cleb then uh yeah but yeah, I've never just heard got of it outside of Norway so you know oh really I, I don't imagine it's a worldwide term I don't know yeah well it must be yeah I don't know. This was this is not some Norwegian book. Although he does paint this picture of Norway in World War Two as the fucking baddest ass country in the entire fucking world, like fighting a war <coughs> on fifteen different fucking fronts while they're fucking currently occupied by Nazi Germany. And I'm like, good lord, they're fucking up to some shit. And the king, the king, the king was elected, which. Bananas in and of itself. The king's elected. His brother in fucking Denmark capitulates and hands over to the fucking Nazis. And he's in the mountains. He's like, uh, fucking no. Jog on, dickheads. And then, like, they never fucking, they never catch up to him or something. I haven't quite finished the end of the... This uh, this section, but uh, it seems like they never fucking catch the cunt. He just fucking ev- evades them all the time. He's just like, well, off we go into the mountains again, and then well, like he, we fucking... he went, we went to Sweden and then to London, and then right. Hang out in London. Fin- Spoiler alert! I just said I haven't fucking finished it yet. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. 
seems and they fucking they hold it no anyway uh it was pretty cool um yeah norway was fizzling yeah norway was super close to siding with the germans in world war ii because we were neutral to begin with and then yep. uh, everyone wanted because norway has like a massive coastline um yep. and everyone wanted it and then uh the uh, the 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 brits the uk they went and put mines all up the coast without like in our waters without uh, asking permission and so Norway yep. was like well hang on maybe we should side with the Germans because this wasn't part of the deal and mm. then Hitler was like oh actually we're invading so uh, we, we ended up on uh, the correct side in the end well, sure. the uh, the way they pictured in this book is uh, they the Brits didn't do all that many mines and the Germans uh, inflated the number of mines because they got sunk uh, by some British battleships. Right. And uh, and they inflated how many mines have been placed to sort of say, look, Britain can't do that. Britain, like, you know, this, this is how we get our, our iron and, and shit. Uh, Britain are taking the piss, right? Like, they're going to they're gonna land soon. And then they they dressed up a bunch of battleships as British uh, and sailed them into Nor- uh, Norwegian territorial waters and only responded with uh, British uh, <laughs> codes and shit and pretended to be British and then uh, and then were like, look, the fucking British are coming. They're fucking coming, man. And then the Norwegian king is like, no, what? Yeah. That's not what's happening. Fuck out of here. And then the Germans are like, well, we're here now. <laughs> Surprise, cunt. <laughs> yeah. It was- and they're like, nobody's surprised. We knew this. Like, we knew you were doing this. This is exactly what you have been doing the, the whole time. What are you, what are you fucking talking about? It, it feels you are, like yeah. you're getting sidetracked. But when, when yeah. the Germans did invade... Uh, they like sent all their boats up the fjord to go into Oslo to take um, the government and the king and we had uh, like two there's like two fortresses going up um, that fjord Um, and fortresses the the first one first one radioed back to Oslo to say you know we're being invaded there's war here and then Oslo was like there's no war here. And so they just didn't do anything about it. And then the the oh, like yeah. dude in charge at the second place, he was like, nah, stuff it. We're just going to fire. And then they sunk that ship, the Blücher, um, and which meant that they didn't get to Oslo at the same time yeah. like for their coordinated attack. And so the king got away. The king got away but they still overtook Oslo with one company of paratroopers because yep. they were so convinced that there was no invasion happening that they didn't even lock down the airport. And so they they just landed a company of paratroopers. Yeah, we're yeah. like Princess Bummer. Ruby. <laughs> we're just Princess Ruby in COVID in Sydney. That was, that was Norway <laughs> during the Second World War. That'd be fine. Uh, <laughs> Gold. And the the man they put in charge once they kicked Fizzling out for the first time, 
uh, like the head of the Supreme Court or some shit, was also the leader of the Norwegian resistance or some shit. I don't know. Uh, Pretty yeah. fucking entertaining. Mm. Yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good movies, Norwegian movies, wartime ones. Ah. Yeah, SBS keeps running. Sweet. If you, if Are so they in Norwegian? Yes, subtitled. Useless. I don't. I don't understand Norwegian. So, no point. Um, another big waste of time. Thanks for nothing, Cleb. Uh, yeah, no all right. What else have we got? Oh no, Shadowlands. Oh, yeah. That's what we were supposed to be talking about this entire time. Good. Um, yeah, they. That's put, you. Put out uh, chains of domination. New um, big new patch for Shadowlands, which. Um, was good, I thought. Like, there's... Seemed to have a lot of focus on, um, like, raids and, and all the big big dungeons and mythic and all things that mean nothing to me because right. I just played by myself. Um, yep. But it also had, like, you know, story progression and all that, so I ended up, as I usually do with World of Warcraft um, expansions, I play, like, several hours a day for, like, a week. And then all the all the new content for me anyway sort of peters out, and it's just mm. daily quests, you know, repeating the same process over and over to grind reputation yep. or resources or whatever. And then I put it away and wait for the next expansion to come out. Um, Have you considered Final Fantasy fourteen? No, never. I see that it's super popular now. It's gone mm. super hot. I mean, it's probably too late to jump onto that train at this point because they're talking about clever ways for them to make it so that the login servers don't crash all the time. Yeah. But, uh, like, <laughs> what, like, yeah, what everyone, like, I've got a couple of people uh, on my Twitter who are super into it. And what they what they keep saying about it is the fucking appeal to them, right? is that you do not... Like, they recommend you walk away. Like, you just leave it for a bit. Like, they built it in a way that doesn't make it into a second job. They want it to be a game you play that you come and visit in basically the way that you play World of Warcraft. Uh, where, But you actually get to play all the end game shit as well. Because it's, you don't have to grind out a bunch of rep and a bunch of fucking mats and all this kind of shit. Right. Uh, it's all sort of built in in a less fucking exploitative way, so that you can get away with that shit. Seems like I don't know. A lot of people are making the switch from World of Warcraft to Final Fantasy because the systems are similar enough that they can make the transition easily, while the uh, like the. I know, extrinsic motivation systems aren't exploitative enough to make them feel like they have missed out on a bunch of time or some some shit. And then I guess there yeah, would right. be a lot of content for you to play through and whatnot. Either that or ESO remains. I still think it is a fantastic option for people who are wanting to play on their own the, exactly the way that you play. Yeah. Like, I think Final Fantasy like encourages party play quite a bit, social play whereas ESO is with Blackwood even fucking easier to play on your own because you got your fucking companions or I don't know fucking Old Republic right Luke's played a fucking ton of that I don't know how that goes oh, yeah. solo but I know JB's playing it yeah. all the time 
uh, on our Discord. I see him playing. Like, yeah. I don't know. It just seems like maybe WoW is done, right? Yeah, WoW's not done. But I like mean, they, the, every time I, like they drop a new thing, it just the numbers go stupid. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it's like dead game or whatever. I'm saying like hmm. stop playing WoW. <laughs> Stop yeah. playing this game. You don't appear to enjoy. <laughs> yeah, but I do enjoy it for the but for that one week. The crack. I do enjoy for it that for that one, one week. week. Yeah, I paid for my. Uh, I think I got six months subscription, which right. will expire in August sometime. So uh, I have until then. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair. Yeah. Fair enough. It's fine. I try to help. I reach out the hand of fucking, the hand of assistance, and you slap it away. Fair enough. Look, if Fine. if you if you wanna if you wanna go play um, Final Fantasy fourteen, I'll join with you. But no. um, I'm not gonna. I've been thinking about it. I'm playing New World. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm playing New World. I'm in the closed beta. Uh, I was talking about this earlier. There's a system wherein you can purchase. Right, you pre-purchase New World, and uh, because it hasn't released yet, you can play it. Uh, you buy it on Steam. You can play it, and because it's got a different uh, a different game, right? There's like I bought it. I've already bought it. There's New World and there's New World Closed Beta in my Steam recent list now, right? And because you play New World Closed Beta, not New World. The hours that you spend in New World Closed Beta don't count towards the time spent in New World. And so when you eventually tire of the game, which I'm sure will be no, no time at all, uh, you can Steam refund it and it won't matter how long you played or how long ago since you purchased it or anything like that because it's technically not out yet. So, uh, loophole! Uh, yeah. Easy peasy. So that's what I'm playing. New World. I'm not going to enjoy it. I don't, I don't like MMOs. I don't, like, I'm done with MMOs. That portion of my life has passed me by. They do not... That entire style of play does not entertain me unless I can play it entirely alone. What about an MMO battle royale? Genius. I'm in. Sign me up. Let me in right now. I need it. Yep. Why doesn't yeah. that exist? Why don't MMOs have battle royale modes? They probably do. Surely they do. Name one. I don't know. Well, you, you play an MMO for 600 hours and then you get to the battle royale part and you die, you have to start again. Yeah. Yeah, you spend all that time looting. <laughs> and anytime anyone kills you, anytime you die, you're wiped from the game and you have to fucking start over. Yeah. Genius. All right. Let's go to this next game here, uh, which is contending for the stupidest name of the year. Uh, I think it's in front. It's called Ender Lily's Quietus of the Nights. Fuck me, man. I'll tell you what. what nothing is this? has made me not want to buy a game more than everything about the first impression. The, if, if you could judge a book by its cover, Ender Lily's Quietus of the Nights has the fucking least appealing cover... I've ever fucking encountered. Uh, it's if you if you check it out on Steam, right? It's got some fucking little fucking lolicon, fucking weeb tastic anime girl 
one clutched hands. Oh, she's tiny. And oh, you're like, oh, God, no, fuck. I can't do this. This is going to fucking... I'm, everyone's going to fucking call me a weeb and it's going to ruin my entire fucking life when they realize that I'm, I'm a secret weeb this entire time. Look at her. She's wearing a fucking little white dress and blah, blah, blah. Look at the fucking name. Ender Lilies, Quietus of the Night. That's fucking gibberish. That doesn't make any sense. I'm not fucking... I'm not engaging with that shit. Anyway, my brother insisted. He is a giant weeb. Uh, my twin brother, Liam, is a huge fucking weeb. And uh, he insisted I check this game out. I'm like, well... <clears throat> I don't want to. But... Yeah, this sounds like that other game he recommended. Where uh, the, the cover had like a... I don't know, anime ladies on it or something. Right? Astalon, Tears of the Earth, right? Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, I don't want to. The fucking the picture on this, he was right about Astalon, Tears of the Earth, though. So I'll, I'll give it a little a chance. I'll give it a chance and I jump in. I'm like, I can just fucking bail after two hours. Uh, or before two hours, if I fucking hate it, mm. right? Uh, I'll just refund it. Right, I don't have any problem with that. I actually think that's a very fair system. If I don't enjoy a game before two hours have passed, right, why should I have to fucking own it forever? That's fucking ridiculous. Um, on the other, like, if a game doesn't last two hours, I think it's a dick mood fucking... Holy fuck. Club's going to the rapture. What the fuck just happened there? Why are you so... Why are you uh, so lit? You can't see this, people who are listening, but something's <laughs> happened, and the fucking white balance on Club's camera has changed and now it looks like he i don't know he may actually be dying as we speak i can't change it now it's so weird it's fine yeah uh it's fine no one's gonna watch this anyway i i I just have to fucking block it so i can actually see what the fuck i'm looking at um anyway (laughs) yeah i need yeah um anyway so I jump, yeah, so I don't know, I think the refund system is good. All I'm saying, right? Anyway, I jump into Ender Lilies, Quietus of the Night, Knights, uh, and it is Hollow Knight. It's Hollow Knight, and it's very fucking good. It's Hollow Knight, and it's got probably the best video game soundtrack I've ever fucking heard in my entire life. The music is fucking phenomenal. Uh, the gameplay mechanics are good enough. Uh, it's got a very good... Uh, like, it's, it's a Metroidvania. If you're not familiar with Hollow Knight, uh, it's a... Like, Hollow Knight is more Soulsy than this, but uh, in that you, you, you know, you lose shit on death and stuff. But uh, in this one, you sort of just die. There's no punishment to dying. You can press start and go back to your fucking last rest point if you want your last bonfire if you will uh at any point without any fucking punishment or anything um and at some points you will absolutely abuse the fuck out of that because you'll get halfway like there's there's these it's a you know a metroidvania so there are platforming it's it's a side like side by side metroidvania there's a complex map you work out where you're going and all that kind of shit um but there are moments where you like the size of a level is so large that it is actually faster to press start and go back to the fucking save point because at least then you just have to walk from the save point back to the left hand side of the fucking uh, the room you're in as opposed to having to fucking climb all the way back up. You're like, hey, I'll just fucking. 
even if you have to fight all the enemies again you still this is just faster um so there's no punishment for death which is good the the um like good in this situation um it wouldn't really add all that much they don't have a um, there's no system in place to make punishment on death make sense and i'd find that they don't like you need uh, uh, that system has to be uh i don't know ludo narratively justified uh i hate that term but whatever um you know ludo narrative is uh oh Clebs fixed his his camera a little bit. Anyway, uh, yeah, Ludo narrative is that term where uh, you know the the gameplay and the story need to fucking match up, which is generally important um, in video games. Uh, anyway, so yeah, you're playing this this little weeb chick, and uh, there's a twist in that she has this ethereal uh defender this knight who who will guard her and so instead of attacking as the little chick right she just sort of walks around and when you attack the spirit forms out of thin air and attacks for you which is a cool a very cool effect and the way that they expand on it is as you defeat uh sort of elite versions of enemies you get to uh, capture their souls like fucking Pokemons, and they can also, you can also summon them into these battles as well. You can only bring six of them at any one time, and uh, most of them have a limited amount of uses, so you can't use them constantly. But they do all manner of different things, and they bring all manner of, of uh, mechanics to the table, and so you've got this opportunity to, like, you might bring in. There's this like fucking crow thing that will sort of follow you and shoot, uh, shoot damage like damage balls uh, all the time. Anytime it sees an enemy, it'll start shooting at the damage balls, which is good because a it can find like it can notify you of fucking enemies that are off screen, right? It'll start shooting uh, at shit even if you if you haven't actively seen it yet, which is good, and it's good because. There's a lot of passive damage for you to do while you're fucking dodging frantically from shit that does giant fucking attacks. The uh, the enemies are pretty fucking challenging and you can die pretty easily, especially due to the bosses. Um, there's other ones. There's like a, you know, a, a guy that does a big hammer hit and that does a lot of poise damage. Uh, which, so there's, there's, each enemy has two bars, there's the health and poise, and once the poise is gone, it's like in Dark Souls, they're staggered, and you can do a lot of fucking damage all at once, which is, I like that system, it's not stamina, it's just a sort of, yeah, something you can build up, and using different weapons changes how you interact with that, and so it makes you think about the way, like, the weapons you use, and the way you combine them, and all that kind of stuff, which I think is good. Um, what else? Yeah, there's like a poison gas thing, a fucking, yeah, just a bunch of different effects that you can bring into, uh, each battle. And for a lot of the bosses, working out a good combination of those things based on how the, how that boss fights, uh, is really like instrumental to your success. The good thing about the game, the, the really good thing it does is 
the lead up to those <clears throat> the lead up to those fights is designed to teach you those like how you should get through that fight because what you'll find is all of the enemies in that zone will share something so the last zone i just finished um <clears throat> all the enemies had these big fucking shields you can only attack them from behind but they were quite quick at turning back and so what you found is if you're using your big fucking slow attack weapon you might get one hit in sort of and it would do a lot of poise damage but there was a lot of situations where you just like you, if you didn't start the attack soon enough uh you would not get the hit in at all and they'd block the damage take no poise damage and you'd be free for a fucking hit or if you tried to attack too soon um you wouldn't dodge far enough and they would get a free hit and sort of it sort of taught you that okay so i need to switch to a faster weapon and so you switch to a faster weapon and you start to use that instead and then you start to use other skills other spirits that sort of um complement the faster weapon as opposed to what you'd been using for the big slow weapon and by the time you get to the boss suddenly you've created a combination that really works for that boss and it's taught you which i think is it does a really good job of um i don't like i don't like enemies that auto block all damage from the front and then you have to fucking dodge behind i just i just find them really tedious because uh, in, in a left right game right it's not a problem in a game like dark souls which is in a 3d environment because you can sort of manage that in multiple directions but in a left-right game, there's only one fucking way that you can really do anything about it. And it's just, yeah, annoying. Nevertheless, uh, yeah, you do sort of get past it. And yeah, you unlock new sh shit. It is a Metroidvania, so, you know, I beat that guy and suddenly I could fucking uh, super dash, which allowed me to, like, make it further, make my jumps even, like, longer. And uh, I could get to new areas and like new upgradable materials and all that kind of shit and yeah just there's a lot of depth to it there's a lot of depth to how far or how many things you're able to unlock i did find that some of them felt a little bit signposted i sort of i just unlocked a grapple mechanic and i sort of feel like i'd seen that coming from a fucking long way away because mm. there are a lot of they do this interesting thing where they show you you know, on a Metroidvania, you've got your little squares, right? Or your rectangles. And the map is sort of laid out. And when you broaden it, you can see how much of the map you've you've opened up. Uh, in this one, it's got a red dot whenever you haven't explored a path out of the fucking level yet. And I'd sort of worked out, like, it sort of does give away oh well there's only one way that i'm going to get up there and it's got to be a fucking grapple of a case Something you might grapple on that shit yeah. so mm. it's not a problem it's just one of those things where you usually they hide it a little bit better i would have just spoiled it wholesale for anyone listening anyway so uh i guess it doesn't really matter um the storytelling's really cool it's sort of like <sighs> Some of the storytelling is really cool. Some of it's a little bit dull. It just sort of does these fucking uh, 
cutscenes that go on uh, a little bit too long and there's semi like they're told from a perspective that it takes a couple of like you have to watch a couple of them before you work out what the perspective is um, which is a little bit annoying because it's not a perspective you're directly familiar with but most of the time the storytelling is sort of very souls-ish very understated and it's at its best when it's doing that kind of stuff I very much prefer it when it's like that and you're sort of drawing you're picking up shit from around the fucking uh, environment there are a couple of like you'll pick up a note or something or part of a diary and you'll glean some information from that I think it does a good job when it's doing that and a bad job when it's cutscenes um and yeah just really tight gameplay it feels really good to fucking uh play through the mechanic of the spirits appearing out of nothing and attacking for you is really cool when you're playing against these like boss enemies because like the boss enemies will like dodge and move away from you and stuff like that and like uh clearly telegraph their moves but what what you wind up seeing is like one of them might do this big fucking piercing stab attack and you when you get good at it you successfully dodge and then you fucking dodge towards where they're going like dodge behind the stab attack and they dodge with them so that you can get some hits in while they're facing the wrong way right mm-hmm. but what it looks like because there's no spirit there when you're fucking dodging it's it only exists when you attack what it looks like is this fucking little girl is like just fucking casually dodges past and then dodges at a cunt and fucking the boss will like stab turn around and like won't attack immediately and you've like dodged and dodged towards and you're just sort of like standing there like well now what motherfucker and then you fucking attack uh which is yeah like really dumb but it's a it's a cool effect because they i Mm -hmm. think they execute it really well um i haven't quite finished it yet i did well, I have finished it once. There's three endings. Um, the first ending, it just sort of happened. Uh, and it's obviously the bad ending. Um, yeah. You will do it. And and it's very obvious that the game's not done. Mm. Like, very fucking obvious. And you're like, hang on. That can't be even close to it because i know there's another i know there's another boss so why would it end there and you sort of just wind up in this situation where you're like did i did i get here by accident what the fuck is going on and it doesn't really explain i found it confusing to be honest not like returnal or something that has done something uh What's that other one people going on about with the fucking, the B2 lady? Uh, Neil. Noir? No. Neil. Yeah. Like yeah. That. No. Yeah. No, no. Nothing. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't make it that obvious. Uh, um, it sort of feels like just out of nowhere. They're like, oh yeah, well this would end your game if you were to do this. But meanwhile, I was just sort of like exploring and I found something to read and then I just sort of did it and that end of the game. I'm like, oh, okay. Don't do that. Uh, yeah. But otherwise, yeah. Um, cool. I, I think it's worth it. Like, I think 
I think I probably like this more than Astalon, but it'd be mm -hmm. close. It, it It's close. Uh, I think I like this one more. Maybe there's a bit of recency bias in there, but also the music in it is genuinely fucking amazing. Like, really, really good. Uh, I've been listening to it. I was... Uh, you buy the soundtrack? I no, it's on Google Music, so it's on ah. music.youtube. So I've been listening on there. Before I found it on music.youtube, uh, I had been opening the game and then alt-tabbing, and uh, that had worked pretty well for me. Uh, you just get to some area where there's nothing that's going to kill you, and then you're Gucci. Mm -hmm. uh, no, it's really fun, good music. So uh, yeah, you, if you like, cool. if you like instrumental classical style music, obviously. And there's one area yeah. in particular that has absolute fucking garbage music that I fucking hate. Uh, so I should point that out as well. Just shit. Just trash. And it doesn't help that I was in this situation where... Actually, you know what? I think what it might, what I might have been doing is accidentally... Because you've got this leveling system where you kill things and you get their souls. And that'll level you up. And when you level up, you do a little bit more damage. And what I think was happening was... Because a lot of these things, I'd attack them, and I'd do like a three-hit combo, and they would have like 1% health left. And so I'd have to do another attack. And I think what I might have been doing is, hey, big up, big up in myself, but uh, I may have been outpacing the game's leveling system. I think I might have been supposed to have been taking more time in previous areas, and so I was finding myself in these areas too early. And... All that actually winds up doing is making these enemies feel really annoying, like tedious, just dull to fight because instead of just fucking walloping, uh, walloping through them, doing a three-hit combo and fucking bingo-bango moving on, you have to fucking... Like, you're fighting some fucking mushroom thing and it should just die. But instead you're like... Uh, uh, uh. Uh, but it definitely gets some hits in. And so you've got to be on your fucking game. It gets some hits in after you finish that three-hit combo and you're on the fucking cooldown for it. So you've got to be on your fucking game to dodge as soon as you hit that, finish that combo. Or you've got to do like a two-hit and then a two-hit. and Just annoying. And you wind up in a situation where you're like, oh, I hate this fucking area. I fucking hate it. And yeah. Um, then you wind up maybe catching up leveling wise or power wise so that when you go to the next area the combos work again or some maybe i don't know some, something was going on there there was some sort of minute minuscule amount of balance that i felt was off that's well like put me in a situation where i just did not like a specific area and i can't tell if that's why i hate that music or if that music is bad and that contributed to me hating that area. Mm. But I suspect mm. it's the latter. Because it's just carnival yep. garbage music shit. The rest of it's really good. The rest of the music's really good. Anyway. Cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, en Ender Lilies. Quietest of the Nights. Power through. Power through every single... Uh, impulse you have to ignore the fuck out of this game because of its initial aesthetic and uh, and check it out if you like Matcher Advantage and title 
and title. Yeah. <laughs> Aesthetic, title, everything. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I definitely one I'll, I'll check out. Uh, yeah. All right, let's keep going here. Fruit Ninja VR 2. I'll tell you what's interesting about this game. I didn't know there was a Fruit Ninja VR. <laughs> <laughs> Neither did I. Um, you, can, you can check out... If you've got VR, you can actually... It seems pretty easy to sign up for the playtest of this right now. Um, cool. Jump on this that. store page and uh, yeah, it's got a planned release date for later this year, uh, but you can request access and I got immediately approved uh, for the playtest. This one appears to be focusing more on sort of bow and arrows. Um, at the moment, I'm currently second in That's... the world for the... <laughs> Uh, second challenge that they've got on offer. Um, but yeah, instead of slicing, you're shooting uh, mm. fruits. And uh, yeah, I don't know. There's not a lot to it. I mean, it's. I, I don't know if it's really early days or if there's just not a lot you can do with the concept. Uh, like, it's. Was there. There wasn't a lot to the fucking fruit ninja concept right like you sort of just fucking sat there I mean, fucking when it started the phone, right yep hey yeah yeah like you just blip, 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 blip. see how many you can do i can do a lot right like it wasn't there wasn't a lot of depth there um i don't know how you translate that into a complex vr game and maybe they're not trying to it just winds up feeling a bit like a, a shooting gallery uh, with a bow and arrow and bows and arrows don't fall quite into the same trap as the sniper rifle but um you do feel like your uh i know your arms do get sore eventually i mean like mm. that they, they do tire you are holding your arms out in front of yourself uh it's more tiring than sitting there with a controller in your fucking lap or some shit right like that's just an inevitability of the oh yeah web sling how yeah uh, yeah that was fucked I was dead by then 100% um, that's why that chick fucking blitzed you she's got fucking yeah. she's got arm muscles um, yeah you just I don't know shoot fruit with an arrow um, it's not that complex it's not that difficult to work out where, where does the ninja it? aspect come in where where did the ninja aspect come into the <laughs> they had original pictures of ninjas little characters yeah. and things yeah there's a dojo aesthetic okay. around that's about it uh yeah yeah i don't know it makes me wonder if perhaps like they could use the technology to to create a pretty interesting uh bow and arrow themed game like hawkeye or green arrow or some shit um but hmm. I, I i i don't know i don't see i don't really see the point in getting you to like get putting you in a 3d vr world giving yeah. you the ability to move around and shit and then standing you in one place and shooting gallery what's the point why why did i have to walk to the shooting out like yeah 
I don't want to go back into my classic fucking community VR Dean thing, but seriously, why did I have to walk here? Why is this not just a menu screen? What did this yeah. add to my experience? Absolutely nothing. Um, still, such a weird decision. It's odd uh, from, yeah. from them because they, they like they've come from a background of uh, obviously all those people aren't there anymore, but these like highly popular mobile games it wasn't just fruit ninja but they had the, the other stuff as well right machine yeah, gun something sure i didn't yeah that that's what it was called um and for them to go to a game that is focusing on hardware that is not as accessible yeah um so, so weird for them to do that like did, yeah. did like how much are they going to be able to sell this thing for right is it going to be a free-to-play game at this state, like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's such a strange decision. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, it, yeah, it's, it's definitely an odd game. I mean, and, and I just don't... Yeah, I just don't get it, man. Like, hmm. yeah. Uh, but you can't check it out right now. And, it, like, if, if it were a, I don't know, engine demo or... If, if it was going to lead to something more interesting down the track that would I, I could that I'd be interested in but because I do think the technology that they've used for like the bar and arrow it feels really good uh, my only complaint is that it like it auto releases when you reach the fucking oh, oh. Know, the, yeah, yeah and you've got no feedback as a player right because you're just drawing an invisible string or invisible arrow you can sort of see where you're aiming and stuff like out out of that out of the bow uh which is good and so you can sort of like slow draw right but yeah uh, you don't have that actual personal feedback uh like there's no actual tension and so you are sort of just doing this right which feels pretty fucking badass when you got fucking goggles on uh sorry doing this is is doing the fucking uh hawkeye back, yeah quick fucking fire arrow shit shooting six arrows at once do you pull um, the arrows yeah. out of your back no oh sadly yeah opportunity miss there um but yeah like my problem my actual problem with the fucking auto fling uh is that my like it's actually about fucking eighty five percent of how far back I would pull a fucking arrow. Uh, like it's not actually as far back as I would do it. My arm doesn't straighten properly, so I only get to fucking like forward of my chin before it's actually letting go, which doesn't feel good. Uh, it feels like something they should actually calibrate, or I don't know why it needs to auto fling. Yeah. Right. Like just fucking do it when I let go of the fucking button. It's so odd. You can let go prematurely as well without fully bringing it back. So, yeah, that would be my biggest feedback is I don't know what auto letting go adds. Unless it was like, mm -hmm. unless it's a stamina thing, but that doesn't appear to be the case either. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Get rid of it. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Um yeah i guess we'll keep an eye for that i've requested access and we'll see when that comes through cool uh, oh it didn't happen immediately get fucking wrecked nah there's probably like an allocation that they had yeah probably. and then 
they'll let more people in. Um, Alright, so that's Fruit Ninja VR number two. Uh, next up, we have Death's Door, which is... A, Cleb, you've been playing this, right? Yes, I have. Um, new game out came out yesterday, last night, I think. Um, Strain time. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a uh, by the team that made uh, Titan Souls, which was like a really oh, yeah. difficult... Well, I found it to be anyway. Um oh. <laughs> what like a top-down yeah <laughs> dark souls style yeah game. pretty much no, it was, where it was, it's it's just it it's yeah. just like a boss rush type thing you're only fighting bosses and one hit kills you um and you're just constantly struggling to uh work out how to kill the boss without getting hit once mm-hmm. um so this is a like keeps a lot of the same um framework but dials it back heaps so uh it's certainly not as difficult um still that same sort of top down um it's a uh like much better looking game than titan souls was very pixelated um death store is is beautiful i reckon um and it has uh it's what is it uh old school zelda mixed with hades combat mixed with dark souls um so you're this little crow who the crows are the uh sort of grim reapers of this world where they go and they collect souls who um should be dead um and then stuff goes wrong and you have to to work out how to fix it and basically you're just traveling around the world you got a sword and you fight little monsters until you get to a boss and then you fight those um the dark souls parts of it come in um where it's like you know it's it's a difficult game you die and then you go back to to your last checkpoint which are these doors that go in and out of the underworld um but there's no punishment for death outside of enemies respawning and you having to go back to to the checkpoint. Um, and the checkpoints, there's heaps of them. So you know it's it's very forgiving when you do die. You keep all your all the souls that you've picked up, um, so you can you know really keep. If you're struggling with an area, you can sort of keep leveling there i guess uh, a little bit and um you know without risk of losing everything that you've built up um that being said the progression system feels like it's not really there um you can upgrade your uh damage output you can upgrade uh, how fast you are like your agility and that sort of stuff you can upgrade your magic which and each thing has like five points um, the gr- it gets progressively more expensive to upgrade, but at maxed out um, damage, I didn't really feel like I hit any harder compared to right. a, a fresh character. So um, I think the the progression upgrade system was uh, I don't know it felt tacked on like um, not really necessary because um, I think especially with the bosses, um, it's sort of, 
it, it feels planned out like time wise sort of thing. Um, so you're going through the phases like any <coughs> any of these sorts of games where you know you start out the boss has two attacks and then you take it down to half health and then it gets another attack. You know, and mm-hmm. so the the damage that you're doing to the boss. Um, like there's there's enough time to learn the boss moves before you get to the next phase and then you start learning that and um the the sort of pacing of the boss fights seems set around uh your character's starting point like with with um damage output and all that so i don't know it just felt like the progression wasn't really necessary and doesn't really add anything um, to the game sorry whatsoever. i need you to clarify based on, on how, how do you mean based on the starting point uh, uh like a a fresh character compared to one that's fully maxed oh. out right okay uh, so i'm saying like that that's what it feels like um it's yeah so it doesn't built. change it, it, yeah yeah i think i maxed out my dude i went back to the first area that you go through where it takes you 3 hits to kill this one particular enemy and i think it was maybe down to two um, with my guy that I'd upgraded five five points of damage um, maxed out. And you, you don't really feel like you're getting stronger at all. Um, yeah. So yeah, five is not a lot, right? Yeah. But yeah. I, if five is maxed out, right? That, so how many different things are there to max out? Four different things. So the 20 total. Yeah, that's... Yeah bit odd yeah so um, yeah, that 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 part of it was um you know it's like progression for the sake of progression without adding yeah. anything to the game really um but that was really the only disappointing thing i found about the game because um um yeah quite enjoyed it it's difficult but not never um unforgiving uh the combat system is really good um, you, you go around, you whack at these things, you pick up, uh, lots of different weapons as you go along. I think there's, I think there's five total. Um, you start out with just a regular sword, uh, and then you pick up, uh, there's like some little dagger things, let you hit quicker, but for less damage. Um, there's some great swords, which you can, like the combo is, um, fewer hits, but you do slightly more damage. So it's all sort of up to what you how you want to play it um i think i ended up with the great sword which only gives you two hits compared to three with the the smaller sword but um i it, it adds up with the uh, the damage output so uh and especially for the bosses uh you don't have you often don't have that much time like the window of opportunity for to get your hits in um you can't really you never really get like the six that you have with the daggers, the twin daggers, six hits. You're never yeah. going to get that in anyway. Um, so the great sword sort of worked out well, but um, um, yeah, bosses are. It's interesting that the like it's interesting that because usually the the speed, right? Like that's how you anal- That's how I analyze every fucking weapon in in, in a game is like uh time to kill right like yeah time to kill is, is basically everything and 
like DPS is is I, I guess the traditional RP, RPG manner of, of ma uh, managing that shit. But like, what would be the fucking point of the daggers if, like, why would you want six hits if if the DPS is so low that it doesn't? So I think, like, or and and it's not fast enough to get six hits out. That I think like, that just doesn't. The the daggers they do like um, the multiplier is like point eight. Um, damage compared to like one with your normal sword 1.5 with the great sword um so i guess i i don't know i think i like the daggers for i guess six just running around six the world. hits a six hit combo would be like technically more yeah right than a but you yeah but you're not really going to get that in because by the time you, you never get six. By the time you unlock the daggers, um, you're really down to like the the final like three bosses of the game, and yeah, there's, right. there's there's not enough time for them. Daggers are fun running around the world, um, where there's right. there's generally lots of enemies that you can just sort of chop up quickly. Um, but for yep. for the boss fights, I didn't really like the daggers. The range is really short too, um, and you do yeah, right. you do a lot of um, you do a lot of uh, running in and out, and yep. with daggers, when you run away and then come back, and then you you know start a combo and you realize that you weren't close enough, you reach, um, you're not getting to the boss, and you've just wasted that attempt at uh, at attacking. So, uh, huh. so yeah, that would be annoying. But um, yeah, bo bosses are, are pretty good. Like I think at most. Uh, probably died like five or six times to one. Um, so you know they're they're challenging, but you know fair. Um, does yeah. does take you that long to to learn their moves? They don't have that many. Like um, it's it's not not crazy. It doesn't um, go out of its way to make your life miserable, pretty much. A uh, couple of couple of attempts at it, and you should know what to expect. The um, the the wind up for the attacks, easy to recognize and all that. So um, combat's good, and the the story I found was was kind of surprisingly um, engaging. The uh, there's there's a lot of. Um, stuff about who's running the 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 reaping and, and all that now and how that came to be and deals with death and and um, all that sort of stuff which is also very dark soulsy in that if you're just playing through the game you know you get enough of the story but you can also find um, objects around the world and, and journal entries and read up about um, that if you want to uh, the characters are often hilarious. Um, there's a lot of humor in the game. Um, there's a there's a dude called Pothead, who has a uh, a, a pot of soup as his head. Oh, um, does that things just make sense? Weed leaf <laughs> bread. And um, there's a there's a dude. A, it's octopus called Jefferson who's hangs off the back of a, a dead person and pretends he's a human. Um, you know, mm -hmm. it's just little sort of um fun things that sort of uh make the experience more enjoyable especially if you've 
just come off a uh, you know losing a bit to to a fight or you're trying to run through an area and you die annoyingly and and yeah you come across these little um, fun characters or fun puzzles that are also not super tricky and so you just walk away feeling like hey I'm I'm really good at this game um, mm. and and yeah I enjoyed my time cool. with it it's it's about nice. yeah. it's about 10 10 to 15 hours depending on how um, how much you want to try and do there's lots of secrets that you can pick up you can fight like um, they have optional boss fights that let you upgrade your magic um, hmm. and, and yeah yeah, sounds cool. Like it's definitely something that I will add to my list. It looks like it's doing some uh some good word of mouth, a lot of uh good reviews on there as well. So I'll uh be sure to check that out. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, I, some yeah, uh, a couple spruce. of games on here today that are interesting. I gave so, Death yeah. Store an eight out of ten in my review, and I think it's one of the mm. lowest ones on Metacritic at the moment. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think the lowest is a seven point eight. Yeah. Uh, I was just sort of looking, um, but it seems pretty consistent of like a couple of tens, but a lot of like eight, nines sort of thing. So, yeah. Um, all right. So that's Death's Door. You, did you play it on PC? Yes, I did. It's also on Xbox. Okay. Yep. Awesome. All right. Uh, we got one more here and it is Aliens Fireteam Elite. Um, this is a brand new, I guess, game in the Aliens series. Um, it's going to be a, uh, sort of like a Left 4 Dead-esque style of game where you are playing with a team of players and attempting to make your way through a series of levels while hordes and hordes of aliens are, uh, trying to stop you from doing so. Um, it's made by a brand new development studio called Cold Iron Studios, um, who are set up of a team of veteran, like MMO developers, um, who worked on like City Heroes and Star Trek Online. Um, they're based out in San Jose, uh, not too far from me in California. Um, I think there are about 50 people in the team, uh, so not super big, bit bit smaller. But they've been working on this room for a little while. Everything that I've sort of seen from this game leading up to when I played it uh, didn't really interest me. Like, I just... It just didn't seem right. Every time I saw game, like a, a trailer for it, they were very hesitant of showing gameplay. Mm. Uh, it was a lot of um, set shots and, like, the camera off to the side and all this other stuff, and I was very cautious about it. And... Uh, now that I've played it, um, I think it's fine. <laughs> Maybe Bringing endorsement. It's like, yeah, it's like, cool. Um, average to below average. Like, that's sort of where I'm at at the moment. I've played a lot of this game. It's a preview um, at this stage. It is coming out in about a month's time, but this is specifically a preview I'm talking about now. Uh, I think I've put about five or six hours into it at this stage and uh, I've played all sorts of different modes in there I've played with um, other people I've just played with myself and some bots on hey, my yeah. team <laughs> yeah 
uh, and then um, a couple of different levels and all that sort of stuff. So there's a lot going on. Anyway, so it basically starts off with you on a uh, almost like a hub area, and there are different people you can go and talk to. And uh, as you do that, it opens up a couple of extra things you can go and do but for the most part you press skip because none of it seems very interesting i don't know why it's all there but it is and you basically get this screen that pops up and it says all right pick your campaign mission uh and let's go off and do that and so each campaign is split up into uh sort of like little missions that you go off and do and uh they can last from about i think they're like once i started to get really good at them it's like 12 to 15 minutes uh up until i guess like maybe 20 25 minutes depending on how many players are in your team seems like it does scale in terms of the more human players you've got going like the more difficult it could be um because when i was playing with the bots you can choose like uh different uh like difficulty as well when you go into the game like a easy medium hard type thing and that affects I'm guessing how many sort of enemies it throws at you, how much hit damage they do. Um, there's some other weird changes that the game has that I don't really sort of agree with. One of them is that the AI aliens show up on your screen with like a highlighted yellow sort of uh, like an outline. It's not an aura, it's more of like a very thin outline. And so when you um, move your reticle over the top of them, it allows you to track them easier and like i see them contrasted against the background like the backdrop of the the spaceship that you're on or whatever the fuck like it's easier to yeah fucking make them i mean out. it's an aliens game right it's supposed yeah. to be dark and gloomy right? and atmospheric yeah and instead the it, this this normal mode this could they call this i think standard difficulty or something like that i can't find my footage I'm guessing NVIDIA didn't fucking record it for whatever reason. Classic <laughs> NVIDIA. Because I, I at least recorded like, I don't know, 40 minutes of this just so I could go back and look at it, but I can't see it. Um, but yeah, so it's it like outlines the enemy characters for you. And I just think that's kind of weird. You can turn it off it. in the options menu, yeah. but also the harder difficulties remove that as well. I think that is the way the game should be played. It even says that in the menu text. Like, this is the way the game is meant to be played. But yep. it's also not the standard difficulty not setting. Not the default, So yeah. if that is, if that is your, the, the way the game is meant to be played, don't make it a harder difficulty setting. Like, make it the standard difficulty. Yep. It's yeah. dumb. Um, anyway, I just think it just, it's, it just throws you off, like, the... It's just such a weird way to present the game it was like hey, here's these highlighted yellow aliens and just yeah, anyway um i have such a fundamental so get- problem with it like on such a basic level because like mm. the the moment right when the alien in alien like reveals itself out of the shadows is f- like so fucking huge iconic it's iconic in the series and so highlighting them all i understand this is aliens not alien but it's it doesn't still highlight all of them just like the ones the in ones your, inside your field of yeah, view yeah, yeah. reticle uh, yeah but still like uh yeah when you ads the ones inside your field when of you view ADS. like even even if they're outside of your 
specific reticle. You can still see them around the and and it's so fucking yikers. I just I hate it. It shouldn't be like that. I hate it. Like yeah, get get rid of that shit on the default. One hundred percent. Uh, they have to get, yeah. they have to remove it immediately. Like yeah, it's it's. I understand why it's aliens. Here. It's yeah. for people that are having trouble seeing it, but I don't think it should be in the, the, the standard the default difficulty. difficulty. No, no way, yeah. no way. Uh, yeah. and your default difficulty should be the way that the game is meant to be played. I think that's so dumb when games do that. Like when when the text in Halo is like, "This is the way it's meant to be played on fucking skull level or whatever they call yeah. it." Like, and it's like two levels harder than the like. Piss off. Um, yeah anyway so you, you jump into the, the the first mission um very atmospheric it uh and it starts throwing aliens at you and all. like the game looks looks pretty it's a very good looking game um my other issue is that it's a third person cover based shooter and i don't know why it is a third person cover based shooter i think it should be a first person shooter um yeah i think that the character models get in the way of what you're trying to look at a lot of the time like you've got all these enemies coming at you uh charging you and it's hard to see them sometimes because they're climbing on walls or like they're they're running at you from certain angles and your character is blocking what is on the screen and when you've got three other people that are doing running around as well that's when it gets caught yeah when you're all clustered together because they're only coming out of one fucking hallway and you're all standing at the mouth of this fucking hallway and you're like I don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't and you know. and you've got your character blocking half the screen. Someone else's character, blo- yeah, it's just so. And and then the the cover that they've got set up around the world is also blocking stuff. I I didn't use it once, one single time in my six hours of playing this game. Did I feel the need to use the cover? At it's all? a fucking. They're merely fucking enemies. There's literally no reason not shooting you for the yeah for there to be cover. There's absolutely the re- no reason yeah, for it to be a fucking why cover shooter. Cover it's- exists in a cover shooter like Gears of War is because yeah. the enemies shoot back at you, right? There's like Th- there are enemies that shoot back at you in this game. The but there's spitting like alien, one of them. Yeah, the, <laughs> that shows up and once every fucking cover. horde fight, and you're like. Ugh. <laughs> You don't use cover yeah. for that either because they so clearly telegraph their fucking spit attacks that you're like, mm. sidestep, continue to shoot. Did you like, play this? Yeah, man, I've played it, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. I yeah, didn't I got it. Yeah. No, no, I, I managed to get a, a key. I played it uh, <laughs> for about shit. three hours what as well. I thought it was just going to be me pooping on this for 30 minutes. No, it's, now it's um, us pooping on this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's so bizarre, like that it is. I I like I'm looking forward to this game coming out, and then someone making a first person mod because I think it'd be fantastic. It'd be uh, so it'd good, be significantly better. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. And then the the other thing that is so great about a game like Left 4 Dead, and this is the biggest problem that this game has, is it's going up against the people that made Left 4 Dead in like a month, yep. like just after when- it comes out. And so they come um, back for blood. Come back for blood. Mm. And like Left 4 Dead has this AI director system where every time you play it, uh, you kind of don't know what you're in for. Like things change in the level. It shoot it, it shoots uh, like hordes of enemies at you in different intervals. It, it, it throws different types of enemies at you in certain situations. And Aliens Fireteam does that to an extent. But for the most part, it is like you'll get to a section 
and it throws like uh these these uh, different style types of aliens at you like the one you talked about the spitter there's a pouncer that hides yep. in a corner or there's like a drone that is like a bigger beefier one or like an armored alien right and so they, they, these named like alien characters that they put in certain sections of the map and it's always a named character in that spot from what i could tell from what i've played um because yep. i've played a bunch of these levels a, a couple of times um and that's the extent of of like what the mission throws at you like the first time you play that first mission those aliens come from the exact same spot every single time they drop from the roof in that same spot yep. off they go uh yep. and and every time that you jump in and do um one of those missions and you get to a checkpoint and there's an objective you need to do they are doing the same thing every time you end there they're running through the middle now they're flanking from the left now they're flanking from the right now fucking moira moira, moira what's her name monica. martha monica whatever monica. she's running through the middle and she's an idiot do you remember how i remembered her name was monica because the dude you're saving his name is honica and apart <laughs> from sitting there the entire time singing uh uh the fucking adam sandler honica song um yep. We were also like, because I was playing with um, Steve Gorelli and uh, Costa from Oz Gamers. Hmm. We we're also like, oh, Monica. Sounds a lot like Hanukkah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, maybe that's why maybe that's why he became a dentist, because his name was Crentist. Uh, like yeah. exactly like that. Also, this Hanukkah dude, useless. What a useless cunt. Like, what the fuck does he, he bring he to the later. fucking table? absolutely Pistol. nothing but yeah, yeah. monica and honica like princess Beach. how how did you let that one happen guys like it's is it supposed to be unintentionally funny is it like supposed to be I think it's great writing to be honest just fantastic writing <laughs> like fantastic I writing monica yeah <laughs> um so like anyway. there's no there's no sort of variety it feels like in terms of no the replayability of it as opposed to them just like hey all right now there's uh the crouchy alien around this corner but sometimes it's a spitter and it's just yeah uh so there's that sort of stuff that's going on um the formula of each mission is pretty much repetitive like it's so much of you get to a point and you kind of know what you're about to get in for like oh there's a boss fight that's about to happen oh, sorry not a boss fight a wave-based fight yeah. um and you kind of just stand there and and waves shoot coming. waves of aliens like mm. that that's not really interesting um and so you do that you finish that mission you go to the next mission and it's just rinse and repeat you do that a couple of times and eventually you get to the end um uh there was a different variety of like the first one we done was on a spaceship. The next one was on a um, uh, an actual planet. I like. I don't know how big this demo is. I don't know if you finished it, Joe, but I no, it kept going it, for me. It did seem I was just so confused. I don't know if it's the, the full game. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm I'm very confused because I thought it was going to be finished um, after that first sort of campaign, but it kept going and, it, and then yeah. it kept going. I'm like, maybe it is the whole game. I just haven't had time to jump in and play it um but like you, you you come up against these aliens and their their pathing pathing in the game is so like telegraphed you can see it where they're running from um they'll, they'll they they send like tens of tens and tens and tens of aliens at you or dozens and dozens is a better word um 
tens and tens. But they're all fun. <laughs> yeah, they're all running. Yeah, I I put as much effort into thinking about it as <laughs> this this thing. Scores. But what you, about scores? Scores of yeah, uh, you can sort of see them running across like a like their pathing where they're supposed to be and they're all going across like the same ledge in the exact same spot and it's just like you're kind of just standing there shooting constantly the same thing like you don't have to try and shoot these guys you kind of just point at the wall and all right they're all coming from this side there we go just shoot them (laughs) there's nothing to it there's like there's like no um you know when you play a like a left dead i'm gonna keep going to left deck because this is their biggest competition there's just stuff coming from all over the place and there's they're running around it's all frantic and um everything is like so hectic whereas in aliens fire team elite it's just you kind of just standing and looking for where their their main path is that they're coming through and you see so just stand there and shoot them it's- i had one game uh one one level where i finished with 200 headshots uh, of my 250 kills 200 of them were headshots 50 kills came from when I switched to the shotgun because they got in a little bit too close and the rest of them were fucking headshots because you knew literally where they're going to be every single fucking time and so you just like dropped your fucking mouse on the fucking railing that they were going to crawl over and then clicked every now and then and there's like 20 of them in a row that run yeah from yeah, that exactly. rating you just kind of so the there. only only the only reason they got close and i needed to whip out the shotgun was because i had to reload at some point on this fucking revolver thing mm. um but otherwise yeah you just fucking sat there and fucking clicked heads and yep. they were so there was absolutely no fucking variance in where they fucking moved so yeah yeah it was far too easy to fucking um, predict what else we got there, there's a bunch of different variety of roles uh, that you can play as there's like a gunner medic support like a demo sort of thing um they have different weapons that they can use and as you level up these characters you you get some um uh more abilities and there's like a you know i think that part is is pretty deep there's some modifications that you can change with your weapons and add different scopes and that sort of stuff and then there's also abilities that you can change in and out as well that'll be like hey reduce the cooldown of this thing that you've got like your special abilities um and so the the classes you can jump in there and use um each sort of person is a little bit different so there's like one person who can put down a sentry turret or yeah i was playing that uh, guy yeah and and i like even the sentry turret doesn't seem like the sentry turret from the game it's this little miniature yeah little turret thing um sorry from the movie i'm talking about not the game um the smart rifle is in the game uh so that is pretty much the same sort of smart rifle that was in the old like alien versus predator games where it was uh you kind of just aim at a direction and it locks on with auto aim and shoots things so you give that to your friends who aren't very good at games <laughs> uh, were you using that as well job oh <laughs> no I had the shotgun and the and the pistol and the headshot machine. Yeah, the gunner. Um, uh, and no, then technician. I was the technician. Yeah, the sentry gun. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how the sentry gun counted kills or if it was counting kills for me. Hmm. I couldn't work that out because there's no way that it was doing all those headshots. I wasn't seeing the hit markers for any kills it was doing. Shit was definitely dying. Hmm. Uh, I like that you could pick up other sentry turrets and then put down multiple sentry turrets and you just like surround yeah. yourself with sentry turrets. 
and you didn't well, so you can. Th- there are uh, pickups in the game, like consumable items that you can pick up, and you can either use them, or you can just keep them and sort of take them back to base with you. And uh, there's a there's a cap of how many you can actually keep, right. uh, but it's like a type of thing where there are these crates that you find throughout the the map that are hidden. Um, hidden. And though, yeah, yeah, hidden. Like, oh, it's in a corner here. Um, you open them up, and it gives you some. Uh, it can give you like uh, different types of gear. It might be a scope for the gun you're using, or um, a camo for it, like a decal. Uh, and other times, it could be like a sh- shock ammo, or fire ammo, or a sentry turret. Uh, and so you can use that stuff, or just if you think you're doing pretty good, just take it with you and. Uh, use it for a mission later on uh, was it always the same was... for you because you played through the no, same levels different. I got the same thing really? multiple t- yeah I played through the first level three times and I got the same thing out of the crates every single fucking time sometimes I got like the mines and other times I got the sentry turrets that shoot like electric bullets or something uh, yeah I think it was different always I just had... don't need as much variety yeah right yeah, yeah maybe, maybe that's what it is I don't know I always yeah. wound up at the final fight with a purple sentry turret, 15 fucking mines, which... And and also, Cost uh, and Farrelly got the same shit. So we had yeah. fucking 45 fucking mines all over this fucking <laughs> yeah. final fight level. We didn't have to, like, and fucking nine fucking sentry turrets sitting all over the fucking place. And we're like... All right. We might as well just, just walk away. go somewhere else yeah. for this one because it is done. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, yeah, that was odd. I found that to be odd. Yeah. Um, what else is there? I think the audio is pretty underwhelming. Yeah. The the sound, like that sound of the pulse rifle, is very like it's it's iconic, right? Yeah. And it uh it sound it doesn't sound great in this game it's so yeah. like it just doesn't have that like oomph to it just it's so flat it feels yep. like they they took a vhs recording of the the sound and were like all right that'll do cop that um like none of the guns just sound or feel powerful like you want to feel like a badass when you're using these iconic uh weapons that you've sort of sitting in these other movies all these movies and all the games you've played before and just feels so flat and unenjoyable um the uh the bots that you can play up against are the we, we were told it's a multiplayer game you should play with other peoples uh we're recommending you play with other peoples yep. i played with some bots uh i'm worried that this is coming out in a month and it's in this state i had the like i had bots that stopped following me at certain stages. Right. Um, I had to restart one of the missions um, because they uh, they were just kind of like getting stuck or something. I don't know what they were doing, yeah. but they would stop following me. And all I had was the, uh, in the third level, you find uh, the dude with the pistol and he follows you around. He was the only one with me at that stage. The other two were off in a corner looking at a wall or something. Yep. And I couldn't get any further on that level because the dude with the pistol wasn't helping at all. And uh, I had to reload at some stage. And so that was going on. And then I did one of the other levels later on and the same thing happened where they were uh, they got stuck and they were just not following me anymore. So 
that's kind of worrying to me a game that's a month out and mm. uh, the AI is kind of a bit flaky um, yeah but I guess we'll see what happens with that there's a ping system in the game which um, I guess that's cool if you want to use it I didn't feel the need to with bots um, no. and at least the difficulty that I was playing with it just felt too easy at that point uh, there's challenge card systems in the game uh, which I like I think that's, um, that was as, a cool idea yeah yeah some cool, cool system um cool back for blood has that as well yeah yeah we we played with one because uh, i played with the survivor crew uh that was like a vampire sort of damage or like you you're basically instantly losing uh health and every time you uh killed something you would get a very minute bit of health back um right. and it like pause the the death uh, the the death timer for a little bit and so you had to run 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 and it kind of they give you rewards or incentives it'd be like extra um experience or extra money to buy the useless items that you can get um in the game so i like the card system you know it's something that was in back for blood when we played it uh i think that's a very smart system that sort of enables the game to be changed up and modifiers yep. and some replay value to it it's it's a very yeah. cool system uh, so that's that's neat and it seemed like it was um, was was it across the party it seemed like it was individual or it could be well, everybody could play their yeah well everybody could trigger their own card and yep. so steve was the one that played the this uh card where you take damage and we were all taking damage yeah so, yeah yeah so you could like combo you played some cards for bunch. interesting effects yeah you can yeah. really fuck well, what yourself. I like about black, <laughs> the, the, the back really from blood one, is, on that one is that you can like it, it's got those systems where you can add like different types of enemies in the game and, and all yeah. that sort of stuff I think that's so cool yeah. um, but anyway I I don't know man I don't know what else there is to say about this I think um, Costa, I think Costa said issue, it for me the, and, it, and it shattered the glass the same way Cleb shattered the glass for me for fucking uh, PUBG the other week um mm-hmm. And it is, uh, did you play World War Z? Did you play World War Z? That's what this is. This is World War Z. This is World War Z to Left for Dead. In that you would never play World War Z if Left for Dead was available to you. Yeah. It just wouldn't fucking happen. And Alien Fireteam Elite is Aliens Fireteam Elite. Is uh is World War Z to Back for Blood to Left for Dead? That you would never play Aliens Fighting Elite if Back for Blood was available to you. It just wait, like, it's not. That's a thing. Back for Blood is coming out in October. That is the and I think only they saving need, grace. This, they this need game this game out. Yeah, <laughs> because they're not going to compete yeah. with Back for Blood. I don't think so. Um, not even a little bit. I, I mean, there's there's based on my preview time, I I wouldn't play this game all that much either anyway i mean i'd play it with you guys but i'd want to play it on the really hard difficulty and i'd want to see what it's like with that yeah um that is about it as well yeah the only reason i would be playing this game is yeah for goofy fun with with mates not Mm. for uh because it's got all this like gear system and like this it's got this uh, like eye level system that dictates what difficulty you maybe should be doing shit on and all this kind of stuff and it seems like it's sort of geared in that direction the division style direction but it doesn't yeah. have anywhere near the legs 
to warrant that uh, that amount of attention being paid to it, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Um, it does seem like there's some extra modes in there. There's like a couple of stuff that wasn't accessible, uh, maybe like a horde yeah. mode or something like yeah. that. But from what we could see, there's like four campaign missions, at least in the thing that we were, I, I can see, and it's possible they're all available at this stage for us to play. I just haven't yeah. had a chance to, to check it out. Mainly because the bots kept stopped following me, so I couldn't get any further. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, anything else to add in Aliens Fire Team no. Elite? No. I think it needs a lot yeah. more. Like the reason I, I'm like, I think you know, it needs. It work, can't yeah. compete with Back for Blood, is because it feels like a game that needs to come out in October, not fucking next month. And yet, on the other hand, it absolutely needs to come out next month because it gets squashed if it waits any longer. Uh, mm. It never fucking makes it off the ground yeah yeah which sucks because oh. uh, i was looking forward to you know I, there's some good stuff here i think um it's just not the game like i don't i don't i don't want it to be a third person shooter i don't want to be a, i don't want it to be a third person cover base shooter that doesn't mm. seem like it needs it it's just so so yeah. strange to me yeah like, almost like they i don't know like they had a different game that they were making yeah, and then someone came over and said do you yep. want the alien license we can do that and i'm like fuck but we've got all this We've got a cover system. Like, just leave it in. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I agree. All right. Cool. Cool. That's all the games. Did you want to take a quick break or just ball on Power through? Let's power yeah, through. Power through. So some news. Cleb? Yep, yep, yep. Cleb's okay. still here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Cleb's still here, <laughs> despite his house being on fire. Um, Tom Clancy's X Defiant has been announced. This is a game we talked about... Uh, a while ago that was leaked um this weird crossover universe with a bunch of the tom clancy games like the division uh splinter cell uh wildlands that sort of stuff um this is it looks like a like a six versus six arena shooter uh free-to-play game sort of competing up against like a call of duty-esque style game um overwatch valorant yeah maybe the, it's it, yeah, Valorant. Um, kind of surprising, I guess. This is going into open beta next month, early next month, August 5th. And um, they've released some teaser footage of it. Uh, a bunch of the people got to play it. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think the uh, art style is its very bright and colorful and it's sort of like mishmashing all these different games together. Uh but does a six versus six arena shooter sort of work at this stage? Is it too late? <laughs> uh, like I said on our Discord, that, uh, you know, whatever. Probably wind up playing it. And that's basically yeah. my opinion as well. Yeah, I'll whatever. It, yeah. I'll probably wind up playing it. I like shooters. Uh, it doesn't look very good. Uh, I didn't think the shooting looked. Uh, I felt like the I don't know there was something off about the hit markers or something. There was something maybe about... the time to kill was seemed yeah, a bit maybe, long. Time. I don't know. I don't know. There's something off about it. But uh, yeah, I'll probably wind up playing it. I don't know. How long did I last in Valorant? Fucking I don't know. Did I did I talk about this? I got a fucking update on my experience with Valorant, and uh, and I got like fucking. I don't know, they, they sent me an email 
and I'm in like the top 40%, but I only played it for a fucking week. Top 40% for wins. <laughs> Your Valorant review, year in review, is here. Matches won, 16. You're in the top 41% of players. Like, that doesn't seem... 16. Are you saying 49% of people haven't won 16 fucking games? Because that's... Something. That is crazy. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. I bounced off. I don't, you know, I like shooters, but it doesn't mean I'm playing shooters when they're shit or I don't like them. So I don't yeah, I don't, I'll check it out, but this looks bad. I don't love the ability, like class-based hero shooters. Eh, it's not really mine. Yeah. Like I never got into Overwatch, never got into Valorant. Um, I just think, yeah. I just think it adds an unnecessary element to the shooter experience that I'm looking for, which is just shooting guns. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I like to blap. Mm. Yep. All right. Uh, looks like well, we, we should have more talk about on that. Uh, fairly, fairly soon. I'm sure we'll get some hands on with it. Uh, next up, we got direct storage will be available on windows 10. This is something you wrote here, Joe. What is this all about? Uh, so they announced overnight that uh, everyone was a bit worried that uh, direct storage was going to be restricted to direct uh, to Windows 11, but it will actually make it to uh, to Windows 10. Uh, but it's just barely fucking scraping through uh, the line. It's coming in an, uh, a later update, uh, version 1909 and up, uh, and it will be a slightly different version compared to the Windows 11 version of uh, direct storage, but it will mean that uh, developers who use the API uh, can take advantage of um, of direct storage on computers that haven't upgraded to Windows 11 for mm -hmm. whatever reason, uh, which I think is a good thing. Uh, it's, it's probably, you know, it means that developers won't be restricting uh, or avoiding direct storage just because they know, oh, well, people won't be able to play it because they haven't gone to Windows 11. That is is great, right? It just means the broader audience, the, the wider user base exists for the game. So I think it's a smart plan. Direct storage, uh, I think, is exciting. Uh, it's going to mean faster loading times. Uh, and we're already seeing really fast loading times, so I'm very intrigued to see what developers wind up doing with that as a uh, as a utility in their games. So uh, I can't wait to see where they take it. But yeah, just thought it was interesting that they managed to make sure it stays on on Windows 10. Yep. All right. Uh, cool. Although Windows um, 11's implementation will be better. Are you guys yeah. going to upgrade to Windows 11? What do you reckon? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna wait time. for it to come out. Obviously, yeah. If I can work out the that's, that's a smart plan, Luke. The, the the didn't you update it? What are you talking about? It's a smart plan. Didn't you go to Windows 11 already? It's on my fucking <laughs> surface. It's not on my fucking uh, main computer. I'm not a fucking maniac. Good lord. Oh yeah, no, I've, I've upgraded my main desktop to a fucking beta version of Windows 11 because yeah. I love fucking ruining my own life. <laughs> I'm self-destructive to a T. <laughs> <laughs> what about you Claire? were you going to upgrade uh, yeah if I can work out the thing that you have to change in the BIOS I'd um, like to to make sure oh. it's 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't looked into it. It took some... It took... It took... Uh, I had to have it up on my phone. <laughs> I had to have... I had to have the fucking BIOS mini manual uh, up on my phone so I could work out where the fuck I was going so I could change it on my, my PC. But uh, I did wind up changing it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It wound up being very easy once I knew where to go. But... Yeah. I mean, you know... That's the entire difficulty, so that doesn't mean it was easy. It was still challenging. Yeah. Okay, good. Anyway. Okay, let's move on here. Uh, Valve has announced the Steam Deck, uh, which is a portable gaming device that uh, uses the Steam library. Um, yeah, this is interesting. It's basically, uh, do we want to talk about specs and things like that? There are three different versions that it'll be selling. Mm-hmm. A 64 gigabyte, a 256, and a 512. Don't know why you'd want the 64. That's weird. That's very small. I guess it's for if you want to be playing like the indie games and that sort of thing. But you're not running Call of Duty on this thing. Because uh, 64, how big is PUBG, I guess? It's bigger than 64, right? Surely. Most, a lot of games are bigger than 64 gigs. Yeah, yeah, it's quite small. Uh, anyway, but people could use it for that. It's got a um, uh, an AMD APU. Um, it's using RDNA two. It's got uh, some pretty okay specs, I guess. It's running at like two point four, but two point four to three point five gigahertz on um, four core CPU. It's using a uh, seven inch LCD with a twelve eighty by eight hundred screen with sixty hertz refresh. Um, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, USB-C, um, 1.4 pounds, which is 660 grams. Um, I think, I guess it's sort of comparable to like, uh, I, I think I've seen people saying it's sort of comparable to the S, right? Is that in terms of its power? Xbox Series S? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. That's yeah. That's where it lines up with yeah an, an Xbox Series S, yeah, which is you know it's oh. fine. Um, yeah. The price for this thing, I don't know what it's like in Australia. The price I've got here is uh, <laughs> three ninety nine for the sixty four, five twenty nine for the twenty uh, two five six, and six forty nine for the five twelve. I don't. I think it's they're not shipping into Australia, right? I thought I saw Europe. It's not US and in Australia. No. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but the device itself, I mean, it looks interesting. It's got, uh, it, it's it's got like touch pads on it as well as uh, analog sticks. You've got uh, extra like buttons on the back as well. So I, I guess it's comparable to the Xbox Elite controller, right? Where it's got those little paddles on the bottom. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Um, have you? You haven't tried this, used it? I thought I saw people in Australia saying they tried it. Were, the, were these demos? Steam Deck? Yeah. Was, I didn't see Was Game saying that. one? No? No? Never mind. I, think so. I thought I'm making things up then. Oz Game has got um, a, uh, a index. Oh, maybe that's what I thought it was. Maybe that's what it was, right. yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, what do you guys think of this thing? Is it, is it you know are they going to sort of make ways with uh mobile gaming devices now that they can they they they've basically got themselves an entire catalog of games right ready to go 
um, I guess the biggest thing they've got to try and get through as a hurdle is getting this thing out there to people. Um, that's probably their biggest challenge, right? Yeah. I think I saw... What do you reckon, Cliff? Someone wrote, um, I think it must have been on Twitter, someone said how, like, obviously it's comparable to the Switch because they're, you know, pretty much the same exact uh, look and portable gaming and all that. Um, hmm. Like, I bought the Switch to play Switch games. Like, that's, you know, the Nintendo, they put out their games only on Nintendo and you get Switch for your Zeldas yeah. and your Marios and, and that sort of stuff. I don't know what PC game I would want to play handheld um, that I can't just sit down at my PC and play. Yeah. I do see a lot of people, though, playing those uh, smaller indie games like uh, like a Hades or things like that and being like, oh, it's it's out on Switch now. Like I can play it on Switch. Or, um, and the Lilies? That might be... Yeah, is uh is out on Switch, uh, and I believe that is the only place where it's been actually reviewed. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's actually gotten any reviews anywhere else, uh, but it is very popular on the Switch. Um, yeah, I think it's on PC and Switch. I don't think anyone reviewed it on PC. Um, the other so, thing yeah. is you can you can dock or this thing, Aston right? So or, yeah, you can you can plug like it in. if you don't have a PC as well. True, or you could like. My wife, uh, my wife, uh, my wife played the fuck out of uh, Stardew Valley while mm. watching uh, like Flash or Arrow or any of those fucking awful, awful CW DC TV shows because um, yeah. they don't require any attention being paid. And uh, she loves playing Stardew Valley, and she played that on the Switch. And then I uh, bricked my Switch, and then uh, so now she plays Stardew Valley on her phone using a Razor Kishi, but she could play, she could theoretically play Stardew Valley, the best version of Stardew Valley, no less, with mods and all that kind of shit uh, on the, on on the Steam Deck. And yeah, I think that would be way better, right? I would, yeah. I would buy this thing in a fucking heartbeat if I could. I, I spent... I could 15 fucking minutes trying to work out if I could get a mail redirect so I could get the fucking thing sent from the States. I was, I'm mm-hmm. in. Uh, my, what I find appealing about it isn't even, like I would get it, I would get the 64 gig version because I've got absolutely no interest in playing some fucking competitive game on it. Well, right, I'm not going to play fucking Call of Duty or fucking PUBG or X, what is it? X, X Division, X. Define. X, X, X Defiant, that's it. Or X Defiant or some fucking garbage on it. Uh, I'm not playing... Game on it. XCOM actually <laughs> would be. Um, Sorry to cut you off, but um, yeah, it does have... A, it looks like it's got a, a SD, micro SD card as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's got expandable memory. Um, yeah. But my interest isn't even that. My interest would be playing fucking xCloud or streaming from my Xbox or mm-hmm. like... Something like that instead. That's what I would do with it if I if I could do it. Uh, you can you can wipe um, the Steam OS from it and install Windows if you are so inclined. Yeah. Uh, it is a computer. It is a functioning computer. So you could actually just do that and then stream from your PlayStation Five direct to this this fucking screen, and it would work. And 
fucking why wouldn't you and then if i was going somewhere i'd chuck in a, the sd card like if i was going to a, a mate's place for a party i'd chuck in the sd card that has all the jackbox uh party packs on it that i own uh and we could play a fucking jackbox or something i just yeah, plug it into the their fucking tv right like yeah, yeah. uh yeah I, this thing I, I think it has unbelievable potential and i'm pissed that i can't fucking buy it because i just had to cancel a fucking trip to tasmania so i like Money's burning hole in my pocket. Uh, but, hmm. oh, well, what can you do? Yeah. Sounds yeah. like they'll be shipping this thing towards the end of the year with um, the yeah. other versions sort of next year. Um, but from, you know, we've talked about this a lot, uh, chip shortage, you're going to be hard-pressed to sort of get one of these anyway. But, you know, it's a, hopefully they stick with this and... Um, you know do some good support with it because i think it's a smart idea um and if the hardware is i mean the hardware looks pretty cool to me um so i've got to sort of see how it sort of feels you know does it feel feel good in your hands um you know once we get that thing going and yep. uh, get some runtime on it we'll have a better idea but um, yep. i'm interested very interested in this one so yeah yeah it's it, it- it seems like it's been a long time coming. I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. But yeah, um, um, and then you got all those weird things, right? Where you you know you're playing uh, what do you call it? Fucking Dota Underlords uh, on your computer, and you can sort of take it with you on your mobile device. Like, are they going to have yeah. something similar to that on this thing? Like auto switch be between more? main PC. Yeah. That'd be fucking rad. That'd be cool. Yeah. Like Job's playing uh, Slay the Spire and fuck, he's got to go for some reason and he's got to get a bus. So yep. you just quickly switch it across and it syncs the data and off you go. Um, yeah. That stuff would be cool. All right. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, let's keep, keep moving here. We got Skate 4 has been teased. Uh, what do you want to say about this video, Job? They released uh, I was very disappointed in this, this video. <laughs> I just put it in on the list because I wanted to talk about how disappointed I was. I want to see like literally anything, but we saw literally nothing. So I don't want to yep. watch a video of people reacting to a video of Skate 4. Uh, I just do not want to see that. I yeah. never want to rea- watch a reaction video ever. Uh, that's my official opinion on without even yet. seeing so what they're reacting to yeah sucked yeah 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 that's even worse <laughs> it's an even worse version of something i don't want to watch um yeah yep all right anyway. uh just a quick one here rainbow six extraction has uh, been delayed it's moved from september this year to early 2022 um yeah i mean that's fine I'm okay with that. Give them more time to polish. It seems interesting from the stuff that I've uh, had a chance to look at from that game. And uh, it puts them out of the way of Back for Blood at this point. And you reckon that's what... Aliens you reckon they're team. dodging or... It might just not be ready. I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. Ubisoft. It's not like they're in a hurry, right? They, <laughs> they're not... They don't need to hurry for anyone. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with that change. Uh, what else we got here? Netflix. Big news out of Netflix. They're moving into video games. Um, some more information dropped for this today with some uh, some news on this. They're going to be charging no extra cost at the moment, I guess, for this thing. Uh, so they'll be expanding into video games. The quote we got here is, the early stages 
of further expanding into games, building on our earlier efforts around interactivity, which involved things like uh, Black Mirror, Bandersnatch, which we've talked about on here, uh, and our Stranger Things games. Um, uh, we're viewing gaming as another new category for us, similar to the expansion of uh, original films, animation, and unscripted TV. So it's uh the the news coming out today is that it sounds like they're starting with mobile games to go with uh and then they'll be who knows going all sorts of weird directions with this one they brought in an old ea executive and facebook gaming executive on this one his name is i've lost it <laughs> i can't remember it was mike something right mike yeah. here it is oh, oh. And um, he'll be leading up this thing. Is this... I mean, did you guys expect this to happen? Is it sort of inevitable? Or is this a weird move for them to get into gaming? Uh, I think it makes sense in the sense that uh, Netflix... Like, we're reaching a point a, uh, a point where there are too many fucking subscriptions and uh, a very smart thing that you can do... Mm is instead of being subscribed to all the shit all at once, is you can uh, unsubscribe, subscribe for a month, and then uh, let it lapse, and then just whenever you're watching something like Loki or some shit, just re-up for the time period required to watch that, or you know wait until Loki's all out and watch it all in a fucking weekend or something like that. Do that with each of the ones and just sort of cycle through. Uh, all of these different subscriptions, but if they had something that kept you going, that kept you on it all the fucking time, you might be more inclined to stay uh, stay subscribed. So uh, if they've got a bunch of video games that you're always playing, maybe that's what they need, but uh, I don't know that they're going to acquire the video games needed to keep someone involved for that long. Yeah. So... Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, at the same time, watching Xbox make the Netflix of video games using the fucking Game Pass must sting if you are Netflix and you wish you had made the Netflix of video games and you came too late to the party. What do you reckon, Cleb? Yeah, I think it'll all be a waiting game to see what sort of games they're actually going to be putting out, right? Because at the moment... Like, we know the, the, um, the IPs that they're using, right? But like um stranger things and all that but not really how it's gonna yeah. how it's gonna look what yeah you know do you do you, is it the netflix app you just jump on your phone and play through that or are they going to be churning out like apple arcade have their own like setup yeah. like that i don't know yeah i don't know i don't know i um yeah i know i think it's I I would prefer them to explore stuff that's not mobile because that just seems uh, too easy. Um, I'd love to see them jump too into easy. like, like do do what um fuck who's that studio is it Annapurna um Annapurna Porno Porno Annapurna Interactive right Annapurna, they're, yeah. they're, <laughs> they're a um they're they're a full film uh studio yeah. right and so and then they jumped yeah. into video games it started um a, a brand new division and so that they, they've done some killer games that we've talked about here and so if netflix did something similar to that where they started bringing in 
um, like indie talent to start working on some working on IPs that Netflix has, like Stranger Things, or uh, you know maybe they made a game after the the, the Witcher TV series because that has. Oh, uh, that's done. a smart idea. Yeah, nice. Yeah, Cas- they can do <laughs> Castlevania. <laughs> Oh yeah, Castlevania, yeah. that'll work. Dota? Dota? Yeah. Dota as well. All the ideas that happen. <laughs> Dota three. Um Yeah, no, that like they've got a ton of money, so they wanted to throw some stuff behind these larger IPs that they've got. Um go for it. I think that'd be really cool. But I guess we'll wait and see. This is gonna be a, a long time coming, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like they it's said, early away. days. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah. Anything else to add onto this? I just hope Netflix shows this video of people reacting <laughs> to the games that they're making without actually showing us any of the games that they're making. That's what I hope. Yeah. Well, they could just slap this last 15 minutes on and just yep. release as a YouTube video. Easy. <laughs> Done. All right. Have we got any questions this week, Joe? We do. Uh, I saw saw something come up. Where's the questions? There it is. Uh-oh. It's Heath. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, so it's, it's not a real question then. Well, it's going to be it's going to be it's something. Thirty minute talk story. Yeah. Dear the Gap, or is it just Job now? After Luke quit, got fired, had to go get a firmware update. Gold. I'm a little behind on podcasts. Speaking of podcasts, I was asked over the weekend. I'll move it over here so I can read it properly. Uh, asked over the weekend what my go-to podcast is. Uh, so I told him straight up the JRE and Two Bears One Cave with Tom Segura and Bert Kreischer. Quality stuff right there. Then I remembered to give the cap a shout out. But Heath, why would you call it a shout out if one person asked you a question? Because I was asked in my stream chat during a race I was participating in. Coincidentally, I was told the other day that Joe misses my racing stories. I said, that's the craziest shit I've ever heard and I don't believe you. But they were insistent. After some convincing, I said, well, he won't believe what I have in store for him this week. You'll like this one, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the eight hours of Paul Rickard. What Paul Rickard is that? That's just a person's name. Paul Rickard, a circuit in France. Is this? Do they drive on this guy? <sighs> the sort of track that epileptics and many others would hate. You'll have to Google Pix for why. I can't see that right now. Uh, it's hard to explain. Basically, it has these blue and red wavy lines off the side of the track, which are more coarse than the track surface. The idea being, it's supposed to encourage drivers to try harder to stay on the track and not drive too far off it, lest their tires become damaged. I'm not sure the game simulates that part of it, but it's still ugly as sin to watch on TV. Anyway, there are two types of cars competing, GT3 and GT4. GT4 being like the GT3s, but slower with less downforce. They're closer to being a regular road-going car. With the GT3 field, there were three different classes. Oh, my God. Pro, Pro-Am, and Am. Amateur. We fucking... You didn't have to put in Am. Everyone knows Am means amateur. Uh, my classification time during the week was good enough for Pro or Pro-Am, but my teammates were at least one second slower per lap, so our aggregate time had us ranked in the Am class. AM class. Pro-AM? Pro-AM? Pro-AM. AM class. Uh, I was elected to be the qualifying driver for Friday night, which was a good call. I qualified on pole position for the AM class ahead of eight Pro-AM. That's because you were fucking better than them. This is like, you were fucking cheating, mate. Uh, We would be starting Saturday's race from 24th overall. 
Saturday rolled around as it tends to do and the race started at 2 p.m. Pablo was the first driver and had arguably, arguably the hardest job keeping out of trouble and not losing too many places at the start of the race when everyone is bunched up and the risk of collisions and penalties is at its highest. How many people are on the fucking track? He done a great job and managed to hold the class lead for the majority of his stint. We eventually fell to second in class when we decided it wasn't worth the chance of the car being crashed into us. Sorry, wasn't worth the chance of the car behind crashing into us with the pressure he was putting on us. So we let him go. I knew I'd catch him later. Fucking smug. He ended up pitting before we did. So when Pablo pit at the end of his stint, we were in 14th overall. Oh my God. And back in first in class. I was the next driver, and when I exited the pits, we were 21st overall. Still first in class, okay. But second had made up time. It's a minimum 30 seconds each pit stop, plus time lost during, <clears throat> doing only 50 kilometers an hour when you're driving in pit lane. And next car through as well. Oh, sorry. And, and was only 2.5 seconds. I got to fucking... This, so, this is like a giant wall of text. What are you done? Here. Uh, was only 2.5 seconds behind us by the time I got up to speed. I was too busy trying to, to get the virtual rear view mirror to show up and compromise my entry into turn one. I had the race leader ride up my chuff and in not wanting to hold him up, I drove off the track as I was sliding through turns one and two. I let the next car through as well, giving my dodgy interpretation of where the track actually was, but only realized after the fact that that car was for both class and overall position. So by the time I'd gathered my shit together, we were second, 22nd overall and second in class. 1.5 seconds behind first and 2.5 ahead of third. I dropped down to third on the next lap. You lost 2.5 seconds? And spent the following 11 laps fighting back. The car in first, this... I, I am not following looks this. looks like how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> the car in first got caught up in an accident after six laps, and then five laps later, I made a brave pass on the next car ahead to take the class lead again. Car and class sound too similar, and it sounds like I keep saying the same fucking word over and over again, and it's still in my brain. And <clears throat> From there, we didn't really look back. 10 laps after I made the pass, we were 16 seconds ahead of the second place AM car. AM car. Eventually, my stint, a stint is max 70 minutes, that's just the rules, came to an end and I pit in 13th overall and 102 seconds ahead of the next closest AM car. We were still 32 seconds ahead when Pablo left the pit lane for his second stint. Both second and third AM cars had themselves made a pit stop after I passed them, but Lord, I stomped them. I wish I had something exciting to talk about. Oh. Did we just ban him at this stage? <laughs> from, like, from posting in that channel? <laughs> uh, I wish I had something exciting to talk about while our third driver, Neil, was in the car. But by the time he had got in, all he had to do was not make any big mistakes. And he did that like a champion. We would go on to finish the race first in AM class and 17th overall. Where did they start? 20, 24th They started overall. 24th overall. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. Uh, 
Yes, we started in first, and eight hours later, we finished in first. But we did make seven positions in the overall standings. That's pretty good. The live standings can be hard to interpret. Going back and looking at them, you could say that we finished the race two laps ahead of the AM car, we finished in second. So you two laps ahead? Another result screen suggests only one lap. That's still... I think what helped us is that we finished the race with no penalties. We didn't run into anyone to deserve a time or drive through penalty. We didn't have an we didn't have any damage to repair at any of our pit stops. Uh, we each got one track cut, driving a little too far off the track through a corner to our name, but the team gets three track cut warnings for being penalized for the fourth cut. I feel like I was the last one of us to get a track cut warning, which was a bit stressful. From the moment I, from that moment, I had stopped pushing the car so hard and take it a bit easier. Again, we were far enough ahead at that point that it would, wouldn't really have been an issue. Even a drive-through penalty would have still left us in first in AM, just with a reduced lead. Finishing the race with no penalties was just a personal goal we all wanted to achieve. And obviously, multiple penalties through a race sets you heaps far back from a car with no penalties. My next race is next month, another eight-hour jaunt, this time around Misano in Italy. But it's going to be nighttime in game for the entire race. Delicious. I assume the listeners would like to know what are your greatest accomplishments in multiplayer gaming? I remember coming second in the tournament for the first UFC game. I'm pretty sure that's where I met Luke. I also came second in a racing championship in 2019 after I crashed out during the last race. I just needed to finish that one to win it, but it was not to be. Anyways, let me know. Muchas gracias, Heath. Sent from my flashlight. A uh, lot to, a lot to, a lot to unpack. Uh, As usual, greatest... he tells a thirty-five minute story, and it goes nowhere. <laughs> what are your greatest achievements in a multiplayer game, uh, Luke? Esports uh, prize money. You want to know? That's what he go. wants. The hard numbers. Hard uh, numbers. The what was it? The game arena ladders. Oh yes, did all right in those. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Counter Strike, uh, Soldier of Fortune, I guess, was the big one. I think we came first, twice, and second, maybe twice. I don't know. Uh, we did pretty good at Soldier of Fortune, and and uh, Counter Strike before we switched to Soldier of Fortune. Yep. Yep. There you go. Boom. You were gonna say? I thought you were gonna give us hard numbers, motherfucker. Where are the hard numbers? Oh, well, you never won any money at Game Arena. Oh, okay. Cleb? Yeah. Just all the What do you got? I got nothing. I think. What's your best moment in a multiplayer moment? game? Moment? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure I've killed you. The time you didn't get shot by Gavin <laughs> in, in PUBG. Oh. Never happened. It's never happened. <laughs> no, I, it remains a dream to this day. I just got shot by Heath and Drew, so. <laughs> Oof. yeah that's true um i won uh 300 bucks in a quake 3 tournament once uh so that would be my lifetime earnings from esports uh at least as a competitor um and i guess uh when i won a PUBG game by hiding a bush for the first time 
epic. <laughs> Love it. Too hilarious. Uh, it was you amazing. That's that when now. I realized. This is a it, fucking I, giant tank thing roaming around. And- exactly. Driving through every bush, yeah. He, yeah. They've ruined moments probably uh, that time um, when he shot Luke. When you were sitting in the buildings together on the same team. And he's like, oh, there's someone here. And he shot you in the head. <laughs> that was pretty Probably. funny. Oh, that time I, uh, me and Nate went to the toilet and we hid in a bathroom and we came back from the toilet. Uh, we went to the toilet in real life. Yeah. And we hid in the bathroom. When we came back, two dudes were hiding in the same house as us and we fucking murdered them. Spectacular. That's that was pretty good. That, one. that yeah. is a cracker. <sighs> All right. Thanks, Eve. Good For question, Heath. Um, I do right. like his stories. I don't... What kind of fucking... Is Paul Ricard... Did one of you guys Google that shit? Is Paul Ricard a real thing? Yeah, this is a track. It's spelled like Paul... It's a person, right? Well, it... Is it a track? It's a, it's a track. <laughs> Circuit Paul Ricard. Why would it's it be called... named after somebody. It's named after a guy called Paul <laughs> Ricard. A pasties oh, yeah. magnet. It's like how... It's, it's like the Staples Center. <laughs> like he's he's uh, someone's sponsored it. It's like the right. French Open has played at Roland Garros. You know, it's probably they just. Is that a person's name? Is it not. Roland is a name. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Look at it. Up. This is great podcasting. Aviator. He's an aviator, and there's an airport named Roland Garros. Yeah. Right. Well, there you go. It's yeah. just, it's just the French thing. Well done, Roland. Yeah. yeah. All Ooh. right. There you go. Uh, we are at the section of the show called Weekly Plugs. Club, have you got anything you'd like to plug for this week? You've been uh, either working on or anything at all you'd like people to know uh, about? You can go read my uh, what's bound to be a great translation of my Death Store review if you want to know even more than what I already said on the podcast. Uh, and, and that's... Yep probably about it um cool where can people go to find that gamer.no it's right at the top of the moment so can't miss it swoosh excellent cool. uh job anything you want to plug for this week uh no no didn't you promise last Nothing. week there was going to be stuff going up on the on the gap website do you do that did I promise? Yeah, you said you you you've been that? busy, but you had stuff coming up. Uh, well, no. Uh, it, uh, well, one of the things got cancelled, and uh, and <laughs> did you get cancelled? <laughs> did those pictures come out? <laughs> and the date of another thing has not occurred just yet. Oh, fair enough. Uh, yeah, there you go. Anyway, um. All right. Well, uh, for me, I don't have anything either. You can go to Survivor.com. Um, well, there was some Steve movie has... you're going to fucking pimp out. I will. I'm getting there. Steve has fucking the uh, Fire Team preview going up. You can go check out those words. Uh, I do have a movie. It is called Psycho Goreman. Um, it oh, yeah. is a uh, sci-fi horror comedy. That is all you need to know. Don't watch the trailer. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, go check that out. Are you cool. in it? Yeah. I'm not no, in no. it. He's just I'm recommending, recommending a, a film yeah. to watch. Uh, <laughs> I watched The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, and that was better than I expected. Mm. Okay. 
That's, I don't know. You guys were fucking annoyed that I didn't have anything. Fuck off. <laughs> all right. There you go. That is the show. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all the places you get podcasts from. Uh, you can find us on The Gap or The GA Podcast. Please rate and review the show. It helps other people find us. You can also check us out on social media, facebook.com slash GA Podcast, twitter.com slash GA Podcast. You also go to our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. You can leave all sorts of questions in there like Heat's essay. Um, otherwise, you can jump into the general chat, talk about all sorts of things that are going on, or the voice channels, people playing games. So do that. Good little community going on there. You can also go to our YouTube page, thegeopodcast.com slash YouTube, which hasn't been updated because I've been here. But it will soon, very soon. Uh, you can watch the podcast in video form. You can also go to our website, thegeopodcast.com. It's got links to all those things we just talked about, including past episodes of the show. If you want to go revisit some of them, or you can go check out uh, Job's non-existent content, which isn't there either. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> just digs everywhere. Oh my God. Uh, I will have to go back and listen to last week's show because I haven't done it yet. But that is all thanks to our Patreon members uh, who help support the show. You can go to patreon.com slash the GA podcast, become a recurring member. Thank you, everyone that does that every month. We greatly appreciate your we support. Do. Helps You're the, best. the podcast go and the pod the, the website right and without that things would not work very well uh so thank you very much that is it for this week you can find me twitter.com slash luke Lowry. Job, you where are you Job jojo at joby jojo club where can people find you on the at internet a kelbo okay that's a yep. weird one uh, yeah that's it's not how you spell right? your last name yeah. is it <laughs> yeah I thought no. your name was Clebo. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was Klebe. I've been calling you Klebe this whole time. <laughs> thanks for joining thanks us, Clebe. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me on board, boys. I'm uh, slowly, uh, slowly going from special guest to uh, also starring. Also, yeah. Oh, fucking oh, yeah. check out over ah. here. Fucking... <laughs> he's he's going to be a regular starring, like... On the fucking opening credits. You know it. In a season's time. <laughs> yeah. Like fucking Hitchcock and Sully. Scully? Scully from fucking Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I just need to get on the yeah. Game of the Year podcast so that I can pitch uh, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cup. Ooh. Ah, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good luck. You just have good to luck. convince the rest of us you sh- not look, to make you it sh- 15 hours long. <laughs> the podcast, that is. With an extra poster on there. <laughs> good Lord. Yeah, like yeah, you should have held that back, clip oh. and just been like, "Oh yeah, can I come on the end of the year podcast?" Now, now I have to You've find you guys to stop you from. Yeah, exactly. It's too late. Oh, well, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll forget about this. Yeah. All right. Anyway, right. once again, thank you for joining us, uh, and thank you to everyone for listening this week. We'll be back next week. More podcasts, more video games. And uh, maybe some, maybe some basketball news. Hey, hey, basketball's on right now. You gotta watch oh, it. Oh yeah. Well, there Stay will changed. be a champion by the time we talk next week. Yeah. All right. See you then. Love you. Bye. Bye.